And ladies and gentlemen of the jury, the prosecution is not going to get that man today. No. Because I'm going to get him. This episode of the Hagman and Hagman Report. We're coming to you live from our radio and television studios here in beautiful Northwest Pennsylvania. My goodness! Well, Pelosi's making her moves. Uh, of course, the Democrats are making their moves. We have a full color revolution in progress, folks. You're gonna have to keep an eye on this. Uh, what's taking place right now with respect to this uh, jump to um, well? We've got the visible revolution going on. That's the uh, the protesters, the useful idiots out there, um, as they are termed, uh, protesting in the streets. You've got well over a dozen cities. You've got uh, over well over a million dollars in damages caused to date in Portland, Oregon. Now that's that that takes it from uh, protest to riots. It, it's a different classification altogether. And this is all being backed by, among other people, George Soros. And, of course, you've got the, um, I'm going to say the Al Sharptons and others in that mix. And that does include, believe it or not, that that does include not just the ideology of the progressive uh, uh, Marxist elite, but also some of the neocons in there as well. And I, I, would, I would urge everyone to be very cautious. Um, everyone is a suspect, in my view. You know, we had a saying in our investigative, have a saying in our investigative business, in God we trust, everyone else warrants investigation. And that is the key to this as well, uh, I believe. That's a mantra we have to stick to. Uh, folks, you're listening again to the Hagman and Hagman Report, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time. That's right here on the Global Star Radio Network. It's the place to be. I want to give a great big thank you to Todd and everyone at Global Star Radio for all that they do. They work very hard. And, of course, the same network that brings you uh, Ted Brower, healthmasters.com, and Dave, Hodge, excuse me, Dave Hodges, Common Sense Show, and other other shows, uh, Russ Dizdar. So I want to say thank you. But, but folks, please keep your, keep your eyes and ears open to what I would term the color revolution. And yeah, this is... Anti-Trump demonstrators yeah. say nationwide protests are just a taste of things to come. And, 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 and you know, I went back on HomelandSecurityUS.com this morning. I was up very early, and I actually I got a call um, in through a series of calls. I actually had a conversation with a gentleman that uh, I've referenced as Rosebud uh, before, uh, we had a, conver- a pretty good conversation today, and he said, "Look, I was, I was right on the right on the content, wrong on the timing. Of course, that's something you can't plan. But look at what's happening, and look at look at what uh, you know. I told you this, and I, he was right. Um, the the current regime is stoking civil war. There, the tinder is dry all across America. You've got a multifaceted." War taking place. You've got the uh, racial component. You've got the economic component. You've got the ideological component. You've got the um, status illegal immigrant versus uh, 
citizen component. You've got many different sides to this, and it would appear that Soros and others are funding all sides, and this is what we're seeing today. And watch, and I would also urge everyone to do this, watch certain journalists on the right um, showing their true colors. One example right now, Megan Kelly from Fox News. Yeah, she has been somebody who has um, really changed over the last six months. I don't know if she's changed. I, I think she is showing. You know, people say she looks more, um, uh, you know, feminist-like. Um, she's more radical. Some, right, more radical. She even came out with a claim that Donald Trump offered her gifts for special treatment on air, which I just find absolutely, uh, uh, that's just a bold-faced lie in my opinion. Um, we know the feud that Kelly and Trump shared uh, prior right. to and up, you know, to the current time um, that they, they they really went at it. And she's shopping for a new deal um, as her contract with Fox expired. CNN was looking at at purchasing her contract for twenty million dollars, and I'm not sure if she's found a home yet or if Fox has renewed her contract. Haven't seen any news about that lately, but I do believe that some of what we're seeing is her pandering for better pay and position. You know, it's all about the money. You got to follow the money, and, and I really think that when when we look at look at it this way, we look at the uh, um, we we look at the, the the people, we look at the money trail. It's always about money. You know, when some folks, this is a rule that I have. Another saying I have, you know, when somebody comes to you and says it's not real, look, it's not about the money. It's always about the money. <laughs> it's not about the money. Yeah, it is. Um. But money is a great motivator for a lot of people, and that includes uh, that includes uh, Megyn Kelly from Fox News and, and others. And you know, Amy Schumer, the comedian. I don't know how many people had seen the the false quotes attributed to to Donald Trump on the um, uh, uh, that Amy Schumer published. Of course, it was all false. But you had to read the article. And Alex Jones was talking about this earlier. I don't know whether it was today or yesterday, but. Uh, you had to read the entire article until the very last sentence, and then this is, you know this of course is a a fake uh, quote attributed to Donald Trump. But by that time, the damage has been done, and the the uh, the media had used the uh, talking points within the article to to propel the story. So it's it really doesn't matter the damage is done, but the media is in this case they're a hundred percent behind the protesters. They're a hundred rioters. All across the country, and folks, watch for December or uh, January twentieth. Would watch for that 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 specific date, the inaugurate date of the inauguration. Be very wary of that date, and also be wary of the date that the electoral college meets and votes uh, their votes for the the, the uh, uh, Kessler votes for the presidency. But also as well, and this is something uh, this is something we have to uh, to watch. Um, there are individuals in leadership positions that are pushing for abolishing the Electoral College. You can't do that. I mean, you would have to, I believe, have a constitutional amendment. And then you've got, uh, when you abolish the Electoral College, what do you have? You've got a democracy. 
You've got, and you hear so many people talking about this as a democracy. It's not a democracy. It's a, it's a constitutional or representative republic. And there's a distinct, it's a huge, you're, you're, I mean, there's a huge difference between a democracy and a representative republic or a constitutional republic. Uh, folks, portions of tonight's broadcast brought to you by Omaha Steaks. That's right, omahasteaks.com. Search bar HH. That's our super secret code. But I'll tell you something. We are really enjoying Omaha Steaks. They've got a family pack out, uh, my family pack. If you go to omahasteaks.com and enter in the search bar HH for under $50, you can get the family pack. It's a 77% savings. It's fantastic. More on that later. But, but, you know, the, the entire thing here that we're looking at is right now, this day, this hour, this, or these hours, to me, and we were talking about this earlier in uh, for run up to, to the show prep tonight. Every I believe the progressive Marxists, the globalists in power, were have been waiting for this moment to exploit, uh, to exploit the the um, well the, the the splits in our in our country. And one thing, I watched the news clip of Neil Cavuto from last night. And I felt vindicated because Neil Cavuto said he was interviewing, and I don't recall who who he was interviewing, but he uh, he said everything that's taking place right now is to cast doubt on the legitimacy of the election, the fairness of the elections, and the results. And haven't didn't I say that before? Regardless of what yeah. happened, you know that this was the case. <laughs> that was one of your main talking points. Yeah. When yeah. discussing the potential outcomes of the election and where we would stand, um, yeah, you know, afterwards, yeah. So I mean, that's just, but please keep your eye. I mean, what's taking place right now, in in our view, is perhaps one of the most important talking points. You know, the uh, the the takedown of the republic from within, and the the protesters, folks. That's the visible component. That's the emotional component. But what you're not seeing are the backroom basement dwelling dealings or the backroom hotel, Mandarin Hotel in Washington, D.C., those dealings, the Pelosi, the Keith Ellisons. Do not underestimate Keith Ellison for one moment. Keith Ellison, the Muslim, first Muslim member of Congress, is part of this. They need that Muslim, that Islamic component, and through Keith, Keith Ellison, they've got that. Uh, to not only destroy the Western values, the Western ideology, to assault the the, the West, and, and this is a class clash of civilizations. This is a war against Western ideology, Western values. This is um, a Europe, well, an attempt to bring Europe into the United States or European values into the United States. As if that by doing so, this is such a great step forward. Oh, we are so enlightened. Remember, Paul McGuire talks about enlightenment, and of course, this is what we're seeing take place right right now. So, all of this presents to us a very critical, in my view, anyway, critical time period: the assassinations against Trump, Twitter. For goodness' sakes, they they banished. Well, I mean, hundreds of accounts today, uh, labeled yeah. alt-right. Yep. We put that up on, on the website. There you go. On the Hagman report. Um, Twitter had come out 
and uh, let me pull up the article here. And just exactly what you said, suspended many alt-right accounts. Now, what is considered to be alt-right um, is, you know, very vague or broad in its definition. Right. But, uh, the USA Today reported that Twitter suspended high-profile accounts associated with the alt-right movement the same day that social media service said it would crack down on hate speech. But Among those suspended was Richard Spencer, who runs an alt-right think tank, yep. and had a verified account on Twitter. And for those of you unfamiliar, verified accounts are uh, accounts that are kind of high profile. And, um, you know, a public figure, we'll say a journalist, uh, a celebrity, um, but somebody who, you know, needs to be verified that has other people making fake accounts. But that gives you a status that, you know, you're a top Twitterer, if you will, uh, from what I understand on Twitter. But anyway, that they uh, went tweeter. on to um, suspend not only his account, but a number of other accounts. And uh, Spencer told the Daily Caller that this is corporate Stalinism uh, and made a reference to the purge of Nazi leaders in 1934 to consolidate Adolf Hitler's power. Um, saying that this is what Twitter is engaging in, a coordinated effort to wipe out the alt-right on Twitter. Well, and, and here it is. And you can read the rest of the story on HagmanReport.com. Yeah. And, and that's, uh, folks, check out HagmanReport.com on a daily basis. We've got two websites, of course, HagmanReport2ends.com. That's for news, analysis, information. And then Hagman and Hagman. That's strictly for the show. Yeah, and right. Hagman Report, uh, I've been getting in the habit of updating it twice, uh, once in the morning and then once, uh, you know, throughout the day also. So, you know, check it in the morning and then check it before the show. And, and I've got a lot of investigative reports that I'm putting the finishing touches on, and a lot of those deal with the exactly what I'm talking about here. Because what, what, what can't happen... Um, according to the progressives, according to the people behind the scenes, is that they cannot allow the First and Second Amendments uh, to, to, to to be uh, unmolested. The progressives want to shut us up. Um, actually, they want to shut us up while elevating their, their vocal position. Of course, you see love Trump's hate, but next to that sign you see rape, um, you know, Donald Trump's husband. Uh, come on, man. I mean, His wife. I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah, sorry about that. Uh, I'm looking at the, looking at my notes here. Hey, sorry. Did I write that down wrong? No. Anyway. Well, uh, yeah. Uh, it is going to intensify and we're, and continue to keep your eye on HagmanReport.com. There will be, uh, I just put up a story from the Washington Post about how they, you know, this is just the beginning of things that come as far as the protest and the anti-Trump movement as well as, um, you know, the latest on different assaults and, Organized protests throughout the cities leading up to the inauguration day mass protests that they are trying to organize through moveon.org. George Soros, another, uh, leftist, you know, deep pocket, um, uh, communist. But with us now. Oh, yes. Ready. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just want to say something. Uh, we often, we often talk about different products and services, but we also talk about, or uh, we also, people will email us and say, you know, Offer solutions. So we look toward specialists. We've got a disaster relief specialist who is going to be with us right here shortly uh, until the top of the next hour or two to talk about what you can do. See, and this is so important because when 
we, we, we've got people listening to our program, of course, in Europe and the United States, and uh, of course, our, our studio dog now is, and we get deliveries right about this time. Believe it or not, we do. I don't know what the deal is with that, but every, almost every day we get, we get our deliveries at this time, so. That's not a delivery month. My wife making a rare appearance in the studio. Oh, okay. All right. But anyway, having said that, uh, um, people will write, write, people will write in and say, you know, um, we do need that, that, we, we do need the extra, bring us some solutions, bring us some experts, bring us some people who are experienced in disaster relief. Because what we're going to be seeing, in my view here, over the next, uh, even after the inauguration and even into the spring, and especially into the spring, is a continued push toward the de- uh, well, the deconstruction of a Trump presidency. So having said that, the riots are going to increase as well as the coups behind the scenes, the, the power elite, their activities are going to increase. But so how can we protect ourselves? As well as natural disasters. Natural disasters. Absolutely. 7.8 earthquake in New Zealand with the uh, threats of more to come, as well as uh, you never know what kind of disaster you could find yourself in and uh eve her website is trading post in the woods yeah but let me just finish saying this about her because what we went and this is what i did i I looked at a lot of different websites out there and a lot of different people who have um been with experience in disaster relief with experience in dealing with emergency situations and i looked at different people who when you when you when you ask somebody to come on, can they relate to us? If can they relate to me and, and Joe? Can they relate to you? Can they relate to us as normal people? Can can they do they talk to us, not above us uh, or talk down to us? Can they give us the information that is required for us to sustain ourselves in in, in an emergency? Can, do they offer? Uh, well, do they offer? Solutions, and and you know, there's a big difference between uh, somebody who's got the solutions but doesn't articulate them well, or doesn't package them well, and those who do. And and Eve is one person who this uh, not not only a first responder but a disaster relief specialist here to give us some good information, good and topical information about about uh, handling things here in the near future. So, Joe, go ahead and finish the introduction. I just want to kind of preface it with with how we look at look at different people to, to bring on to our audience. Kind of part of the listener protection program in the form of specialists. Go on, Joe. Yeah. And uh Eve, again her website is tradingpostinthewoods.com. Um she deals with uh homeopathic medicine and she is a, da- a disaster relief specialist and she talks about uh empowering yourself through knowledge and skills and supplies uh, in order to sustain and assist you during uh, disasters and emergencies. She's been on the front lines of at least 18 major disasters using her products and skills uh, in order to help people. Eve, I'm going to bring you on and let you um, introduce yourself to the audience. Yeah. Okay, hi. Thanks so much for having me on tonight. Um, and, you know, just I, as you were thanking people as you began your show, I just want to thank you all. Um, you know, I I have seen a lot of chaos, and I've been right in the thick of chaos. Um, and a lot of people don't talk about it. A lot of people just want to believe, oh, we live in this great world, and Americans are so loving and giving. I have seen 
the best, and I have seen the worst. Um, and so I think it's so important that, you know, you guys talk about the things that you do, and so thank you. It's so refreshing um, to know that, you know, it's a battlefield, and you're not alone out on the battlefield while you're trying to get the truth out to people. Um, so just I just wanted to say thank you to you, and, um, and really... Um, you know, I, I have responded to 18 major disasters. I am CEO of a nonprofit, and that's what we do. We go in and um, we help people. Um, in doing that, we have seen the mistakes that people make over and over and over again, um, which cause people to die and cause them to be victims. And we really wanted to find a way to help people before they became the victim. Um, your comment about it's always about the money, I sat there, on, you know, as I was listening to you going, you betcha, it always is <laughs> about the money, okay? Um, especially in the area, as you, um, you, you mentioned, you know, that I'm going to be talking about homeopathy. Um, you know, what do you know about homeopathy? Most people in America have been taught that um, it's, you know, it's a placebo. It's nothing. Um, but the truth is, is that way back in the 1930s, uh, once the American Medical Association came into being, their whole purpose was to drive homeopathy out of America. And you, we you know, so hundred- yeah, yeah, I ahead. just, I, I, I want to say this, folks. Um, Eve had sent us, generously sent us some information along with uh, a few items, all right? And again, we we don't bring, uh, we don't talk about anything that we don't personally use, and we certainly don't endorse anything we don't use or, or, or um, uh, use ourselves and believe in. But what really struck me was the level of knowledge uh, of, of Eve as well as the survivability you know it's all doom and gloom out there with respect to the uh the news headlines at least in 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 large part however if you have specific skill sets or information that you sent us Eve i can see how we can survive even really some really bad stuff and i want to pass this information or you to pass this information along to our listeners. I mean, this is good stuff. But so I was really taken aback by the quality of information that you have compiled, and then you've put well, to use. You know, so go ahead. Well, and that's what's important. I mean, the one one thing that we have seen. Um, I've been using homeopathy for over thirty years, um, and I know that um, as we chatted this morning, I did mention that um, I do have a cease and desist and gag order and certain things like that. Um, so I do just have to read this legal statement, um, if that's okay before I get into it. Um, it just says yeah. that I have to carefully measure every word. I'm not allowed to suggest or recommend because in many states it's considered to pra- the practice of medicine. I cannot use some medical terminology that may be considered a diagnosis when talking about an alternative. An example would be I can no longer say this is formulated for migraine because migraine may be considered a diagnosis and I can't diagnose. 
what was acceptable for uh, for hundreds of years is now being deemed in the exclusive domain of medicine. They are claiming that it is to protect you. I'm stating, along with many others, that in reality they are removing your ability to learn the truth. Um, and so what I'd like to tell people is, you know what, you may not be a medical doctor, um, and but most likely neither was your grandmother or her grandmother or her grandmother, um, but you know what, they used a lot of natural things to address the ailings of their families. Right. Now, having said all of that, okay, I, I had to get that behind me just to cover myself here. Um, when a disaster happens, people have to be able to take care of themselves medically. We get into places, there's no hospitals, there is no um, doctors, there's no pharmacies opened, and um, what do you do? What do you do if, if cholera breaks mm. out? What's your solution? Okay. For so many years, um, we have been taught, well, you got to go to a hospital. You, you have to go to the hospital. It's your only option. But what if that's not an option? Um, and when you look at homeopathy, um, it's been a, around a long, long time. Um, yeah. And I am big. I'm big on don't believe what I have to say. Believe the, the facts. Do do the research. And so what I tried to do for all the people who come to any of my training classes or buy any of our products is to get them on that road of education. Um, and that's why you'll see on, on our front page we have that video. Um, it talks about the history of homeopathy in America. Please take the time and watch that. Um, you will be amazed to find the truth and and how all this time you have been being lied to about what is going on. Um, so in a disaster, if you know about homeopathy, um, you know, it doesn't matter if there is no doctor. You have um, options to take care of yourself. There's even something called doing a field remedy. So if cholera were to break out, if influenza were to break out, if you know how to do a field remedy, well, then you don't have to sit around and watch people die. You have a tool to do something to try to save their life. And, and, folks, and folks, Eve has put this into practice. So, and, and this is yeah. what she wants to pass along to you. Go ahead, Joe. We're up against the break, Eve. It's a three-minute break. Okay. We'll be right back with Eve for the next segment. Again, her website, tradingpostinthewoods.com. I almost said in the news. Tradingpostinthewoods.com. We are speaking with Eve, and we will be right back after these short messages. Stay with us. You know, we know that trouble is ahead, don't we? We know that there is going to be trouble ahead. And and the thing about this is, the thing about our situation where we find ourselves, if you live in urban areas, the dozen or so major cities where we're seeing riots taking place, and they're called protests, but um, there are flash mobs well, that are spawning from the organized protest. None of these protests are organic, and none of them are spontaneous. However, you get a group of people, and 
as we saw in the in the late 60s, early 70s, if you study what happened back then with SDS and, you know, the Weather Underground and such, you'll see that these groups, you know, all of a sudden you'll get people, people that will follow into these groups and then they are cultivated and they're primed for the uh, protest. But if you happen to be caught in one of these, or, for example, if there's violence where, uh, for example, you are injured or a loved one is injured, how are you going to mo- uh, uh, go through the throngs of people that are preventing your path? Or you, uh, Would you dare venture out, for example, uh, take that chance, risk your life or limb additionally from injuries of, from, of yourself or, or loved ones? Of course not, especially if you've got a way to protect yourself at home. And this is what we're talking about right now. This is what we need to get everyone prepared for. And even if you're, you could be five years old, you can be 50, you could be 80 years old. This applies to everyone. Um, so Eve from tradingpostinthewoods.com, that's tradingpostinthewoods.com is with us. And by the way, folks, she is coming on board as a sponsor of, of, of our program because we believe in what she has to offer. So she was, before the break, she was talking about we actually, we kind of cut her off uh, abruptly at the uh, bottom of the hour. So, Eve, we're going to turn it back over to you. Thanks for uh, thanks for coming on board, and thanks for spending some time with us. Go ahead and continue before we cut you oh, off. Oh, sure. No, I, you know what? Um, I'm just really happy to come on board and, and you know, realize that, um, you know, working with people who are really trying to, get, like I said, trying to get the truth out, you're trying to prepare people. Now is not the time to just sit back and rejoice at the fact that, you know, Trump won. Um, there are a lot of time, hard times ahead, and you never know when the disaster is going to hit. You don't know what kind of disaster. Um, but like I said, um, when a disaster, all the ones we've been in, people just don't know how to take care of themselves medically, and that's why I love homeopathy. Um, you know, there are no known side effects. There are no contraindications. Um, it can be used um, on a newborn all the way um, to however hundreds year old you want to be. It can be used on your animals. Um, you know, and so um, I am restrained from giving examples, um, but we have been using it um, for, I have been using it firsthand for over 30 years. And, well, on um, people and so, pets. People people and pets, right? And pets. So, yes, correct. Yeah. Um, so okay, you, so, yeah. go mm-hmm. ahead, go so ahead. we've had, yeah, we've had um, people whose um, dogs were bit by venomous snakes um, who used um, some homeopathy and their dogs were okay and um, you know, people who have had all sorts of things, which, once again, I can't use medical terminology um, on the radio. So, um, you know, all kinds of things. I just, what you know, a call to action. As you're calling people to action, you, your rights as American are being ripped away from you, and you don't even know it. Um, you know, Five years ago, I could easily have sat on this phone and and spoke with you about what what should you do if you get bit by a venomous snake or if cholera breaks out. What what kind of field remedy can you do? Um, 
you know, and now, um, now it's hard for you to even find the information. Um, you know, praise God, we have an opportunity now that Trump um, has been elected, and I, I'm praying hard that, you know what, he actually um, gets inaugurated and that nothing happens to him beforehand and that, you know, we work hard to keep him safe once he's in office. And um, But it's a time for our voice to be heard. We've got to... Um, gain the rights back that Americans don't even know they lost. So I take it to, if you're in a dire try situation, what are you going to try? You had better have a way, if your medication that you choose to take runs out, what are you going to do? What happens to all the people on, who are on antidepressant drugs right now? If all of a sudden there's no antidepressant drugs, what are they going to take? How are you going to yeah. keep them from going crazy? Um, you know, I did have one lady who approached me. She had a, um, a schizophrenic, um, violent schizophrenic, um, son. And she asked me, she said, um, is it wrong of me to take my son out kindly if he runs out of his medicine before he kills other wow. people? Okay, wow. now, imagine that. And she broke down crying. And to think that somebody would have to think that way. And I looked at her and I said, let me show you the many different things you could try if you knew how to use homeopathy or any other alternatives. Okay? Once again, die or try situation. You're either going to watch people die or you're going to step up and try something. Okay? And... um you know, there's so so many different things. I'm, you know, I'm not worried. I'm not worried if somebody's on on heart medicine and all of a sudden they're not able to get their heart medicine, or um, if a disease breaks out or anything. In fact, if if you um, saw in some of the stuff I sent you in the um, in the um, journal of um, the homeopathic. Um, or the National Center of Homeopathy wrote in the Journal of American Institute of Homeopathy um, that in the past, um, great epidemics such as diphtheria, scarlet fever, typhoid, cholera, yellow fever, malaria, um, homeopathy decreased mortality by 10 to 30 times versus conventional medicine. But you're That's not right. taught that. And, and, and folks, this is the this is if if you get nothing else out of the next uh, few minutes that we have here with Eve, this is this is kind of this is really what I want to drive home. When I when when I first uh, was introduced to Eve, and then she showed me what she had, what tradingpostinthewoods.com had. I, I was looking at this, and I I view this as. A solution. This is a, a much-needed solution when everything breaks down. And I know, ladies and gentlemen, you think it. it chances are we're going to have supply disruptions, extended supply disruptions. You're not going to be able to get medication. You're going. You, there are going to be injuries. How are you going to treat injuries? And I felt so helpless. And, and I'm. And I've gotten emails, lots of emails. So I turned to uh, others, including J.D., and I said, we've got to find a solution. And J.D. had, had searched out and, and found uh, Trading Post in the Woods and said, wait a minute, hey, they, we're, we're missing a big part of things. So what we want to deliver to you, folks, is this. Uh, a solution 
where you can be self-reliant. You're not going to be held hostage by the necessity to get someone to a hospital. I'm not even sure I'm allowed to say that on the radio, but I did anyway. Um, you know, die or try situation. Let's just say hospitals aren't available to you. Do you let someone die? Or do you, is there something else you can try? Well, hence this. And the cycle. answer to that is yes. Yes. The, and you've got the answer. See, and, and, and yes, we do. Yeah. yeah and, that, and that's, that's why I think our audience and I have been, look, I benefited by your information. I benefited Good. by seeing what you had. And it, it's because the last thing I want to see, even then I'm going to shut up and let you talk. The last thing I want to see is any of our listeners not being able to make it in a situation where there's, there's just a total breakdown and there's an injury or an illness and they don't have available to them medical coverage. And I'm not talking about insurance or Obamacare. I'm talking about medical, um, you know, inter, uh, intervention. So what do we do? We're missing that, that critical component and we've been looking for it. And here it is. Eve had it all the time. So go ahead, Eve. Well, and you know, and here's the thing. It's, and that's where we've been lied to. And so don't, when you go out and you, you know, get that reliable information. So what I want to share is, you know, we did come up with, um, a special kit for, for your listeners. And, but we have a variety of different kinds, you know, our big one where they can learn how to, um, do a field remedy, um, which I tell people, you know what, if you, um, by the Survivalist Natural Remedies Kit, you basically become my student. And um, until you get it, I will work with you um, because I want to make sure that there are more people who know how to do what I do and and that others of us know what to do um, so that we can help more people. Um, you know, it's going to take a lot of us grouping together when the world goes chaotic and um, to help one another and and knowing what to do in emergency is going to be really important um, but I do you know just to throw out there because I don't know how much time we have yet but the one that we put to you know special um, for you guys was the American Heritage Remedies Kit and with that goes my book and and my book is is kind of a, a, my heart's passion that I put out there for you because of having responded to so many disasters I wanted to get the knowledge. I'm so big on knowledge. Um, it's the one thing the government cannot take from you is what you have in your brain. And so it's so important to read those books and look at scenarios and make your game plans and get all the knowledge that you can. And so um, what we did was, um, you know, took a, a medium-sized, um, we kind of put a medium-sized kit together with the really good basic homeopathic along with my book and, and um, you know, to get you the people on the, the road, um, the journey. And I'm always available, even if they, they buy a smaller set. If you have questions, call me. Um, you know, I really want to help educate the people um, because I, I hope that in time people will step up. We used to have 100 homeopathic hospitals in this country. We now have zero. We had 22 colleges, elite ones, Harvard and Yale and stuff, um, that taught homeopathy, and it's no more. Um, and that has to do, it's all about the money. And, right. um, 
you know, because if you can take care of yourself, who doesn't get paid? Who doesn't, the pharmaceutical companies aren't making money, hospitals aren't making money, doctor's offices aren't making money. Um, you know what? You're able to keep that money and invest it in the things that you need. Um, but you, there is, and, and you're so right. And, and again, pardon my intrusion here, but uh, no, okay. again, email, emails saying, we, we know it's big pharma. We know that, uh, uh, the, that there are remedies and cures out there, and I say cures. That's these are my words, folks. So yeah, you anyone can't wants use to cure. Okay, all right. How about this? Um, Solution. Uh, Solution is a good Solutions. one. Solutions. All right. Okay. All right. So strike that from the record, uh, uh, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. Okay. Uh, but, but 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 yeah, I'll get emails saying, oh, you yeah, you know, but but regardless, but but see, we we know this, and sometimes. And emails come in. Say so you're preaching to the choir. What are you? What do you have for us? What kind of solutions do you have for us? We know the problems. Give us solutions. And and just to go back, this is the journey that in, on which we embarked in order to offer you solutions. Now again, pay attention because this is not a. Um, I mean, this is a do or die, die or try situation. Absent of of medical care, here you are at home. You can't get out because you got a whole bunch of rioters out there outside of your apartment. If you live in New York City, Portland, or Chicago, wherever you might live, uh, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Well, you're going to either do or die, die or try, right? So. And you know what? And I and I have to tell you, it's homeopathy is not just about that die or try time either. It's about before disaster happens, you want to be the best health of your life um, because it is grueling. It's just, it's so challenging in a disaster area and um, people can't even begin to comprehend what they all have to go through. But um, you know, if you listen to TV commercials and you listen to certain medications out there and it's like, oh my goodness, you have a rash and now all of a sudden you could have cancer and heart disease and you could just collapse over dead, okay? Um why do people take that? <laughs> okay. And I'm sitting there going, make the switch. So we work with people who choose. Okay, now I have to be very careful here. Who choose to walk away from one part of what they've been drilled into their brain all their life and are consuming to a natural alternative. And, and they want to, to wean them off themselves off of one and go natural. So that if something does happen, they aren't um, restricted. They aren't tied down. They're not in a panic. Um, I have people go all the time. Oh no, I, you know, I, I have an and I have to word this correctly. A situation with blood sugar issues. Okay, um, and I sit Gee, there and I go, I if we know so what? There. Okay, you I'm know, sorry. I'm like, that's no big deal. I, you know, what? There's a way to take care of that. It's you've never been taught. It's time mm-hmm. to learn. Um, you know, and so we, I do do training, we do do training classes, we do medical for people learn how to take care of wounds and stuff, but then our big thing is learn the natural. Start making the switch now. You make the switch now and, and then you have the stuff that you need. You're no longer tied down. It doesn't matter if there's a pharmacy. It doesn't matter if there's no hospital available. You know what? You have a game plan. And so that's um, that's why, you know, one of the big things I'd like to talk about when people are looking at trying to find the solutions, 
that medical kit you can buy, it might cover a few things. But for what we have seen in disaster areas, unless you know your alternatives, you're going to um, struggle. And um, and I will say this, um, if I if I haven't yet, homeopathy is not an essential oil. It's not deemed an herb. It actually is classified as a drug, but a natural drug. It is in the U.S. Um, pharmacopoeia uh, or in the, the homeopathic pharmacopoeia of the United States of America. Um, it is not cooked up in my kitchen um, because it is under-regulated by the Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act. Um, it actually has to be prepared in a manufacturing plant. Um, it, it, the FDA comes in and does inspections and everything um, and stuff. So it is a, you know, it is deemed a drug, but it is natural. Um, it's kind of, it's kind of like it, at first I thought of that scene from the Beverly Hillbillies. You've got to be as old as I am to remember <laughs> yeah. this. Yes, Granny Spring Tonic. She's out by the cement pond, uh, you know, stirring the cauldron of, uh, Spring Tonic, of course. <laughs> but, but, uh, no, that's not what this is. And, and one of the things, too, um, I, I must say that I liked when I was reading through your material is a statement that you had made is that there's nothing more calming in a crisis than knowing you are prepared to handle the crisis. Uh, for as long as it takes, you know, and, and that's a lot of people. There's a lot of fear out there. By I hear it all the time, and there's a lot of people afraid right now. Well, and you know what? And that's the thing. If you if you gain the knowledge and you start making the switch in your life, and you start um, really acquiring the things, because right now you can get homeopathics. Okay, however, they have pulled 440 off the market that are by prescription only, okay, because it was in your best interest. Um, you know, you sure. didn't go to you didn't go to college to become a medical doctor, therefore, and I'm not bashing doctors, there's time and a place. Um, you know, if your limb is cut off, you probably want to go see a doctor. Um, you know, but the the whole thought is what they're pushing is that you don't know how to self diagnose and therefore it's in your best interest go to a doctor, let the doctor decide um, natural alternative or pharmaceutical. I actually was had a class I was teaching and I had a doctor and four nurses or five nurses in this class and a pharmacist. And the pharmacist stood up and she said, Wait a second, I have never in twenty years received a prescription for a homeopathic. She goes, we don't even carry the homeopathics in in the pharmacy. And I said, well, my point exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, what will, can you imagine going? And, and how many doctors do you know? Um, some doctors out there will do um, alternatives and, and will jump on board with you and go ahead and give you a prescription for it. Um, others won't. Others won't. And so my, my old take, doctor did, take your life actually. in your own hands. You know? Yeah. Take yeah, control. Yep. Yep. And and that's so important. Again, you know, you've got right now, if if you believe, folks, that you that we are entering into a dangerous time as I believe. And and I think that So do are, I. You know, so what do we need to do? We have to take inventory of of our everything that we need. And this is this is critical missing this is a critical missing component, and that's why we have Eve talking to us tonight because we need to really listen to what she's got to say, and, we're in, and again, we need to rely on her. Yeah, and her website is tradingpostinthewoods.com. Mm-hmm. Tradingpostinthewoods.com, folks. Please bookmark that site, and uh, you know, check it out. Um, 
you know, take the time and, and go through the website and see what Eve has to offer. And Eve, uh, am I correct that you put together a special Hagman and Hagman package for our listeners? Yes. Yes, we, we wow. did. In fact, um, um, you know, we were just so excited um, to be able to come on and, and be able to, you know, share truth um, that we we put together the American Heritage Remedies Kit. It has 12 different um, homeopathic remedies. Um, it has um, a a mini material medica on on all the all the information um, that you need to know about the products that are in that kit, um, what it has, according to Materia Medica, been shown to work for. Um, but then it also, um, like I said, my latest book, Major Disasters, Lessons Learned, um, comes with it, and then we're going to upgrade it to... Book. Thank you. By the way, you know, I really—that's a passion. I'm like, please, people, get it, read it. Um, You know, there's a lot of information in there. That's why I I wanted to put it with this kit um, because there's so many different aspects to being prepared medically. You have to be able to, but then there are all the other different things that it can become so overwhelming. And my goal was just to really try to organize it and go. Listen, this is what you can anticipate. And here's some solutions to those problems. Um, you know, so what we did for the the kit, it's going to be 25 percent off for the Hagman listeners um, if they use the code Hagman, all in capitals. Um, and all right. um, so they'll get that 25 percent off on that. Um, you know, to get that, you know, start your journey. Um, you know, like I said, if you have questions, you can call. If you want a, the bigger package and want to jump right in learning how to do the field remedy, that I just, you know, we went ahead and discounted it, discounted that as well. Um, you know, not as big a discount as the one that we did for, that we um, put together um, just for you. But this is not something, like I said, cooked up in the kitchen. It is really important. It, 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 yeah. To start it, making and, the life change and being prepared and knowing how to take care of yourself. And, and just, folks, just so you know, we have tried this. In fact, I had tried this. I'm not going to get into detail, but I've, I've, I have a family member. There was a situation. We tried exactly. We, we followed the steps. Um, and let me tell you, it made a big difference, uh, an incredible difference already. And this is, you're right, it's not, it's not cooked up in some kitchen somewhere. This is all professional, 100%. And the book itself is just an incredible wealth of information. And again, we're looking for crisis situation. You know, you need to be prepared. And the special on tradingpostinthewoods.com is the American Heritage Remedies Kit. Special for the Hagman and Hagman listeners, the promo code is HAGMAN, all in capital letters. Again, the American Heritage Remedies Kit, specifically for you, Hagman and Hagman listeners, with the promo code HAGMAN. That's right. Eve, we got about uh, two minutes left here. Time flies. 
Of course, especially when we dominate it. Don't don't let you talk. Uh, in, in two minutes, uh, you want to make a closing statement or uh, say anything here in the next couple of minutes? Um, well, you know what? Again, I, I'm I'm just so grateful. I do believe, like you do, that we are um, heading into some potentially dangerous times, and mm. um, we it's not time to become complacent. Now is not the time to set aside and go, woohoo! We don't have to worry about it. Now is the time to learn to gain skills to get your supplies make sure you have what you need and um, and don't leave any any aspect um, undone because if you do um, there's no turning back the clock there's no do-overs there's not no second chances in a disaster um, right. when you're in that disaster you're in it and um, and you had better be able to handle it. So I just want to leave that thought with everybody. Um, you know, don't delay. You need to do what you need to do. Um, and don't worry about what other people think. Just be prepared. You, you know, it's amazing for me to, to, to know your history, the uh, disasters you responded to, the first responder position you've got, and you look so doggone good. On, on your your picture. Thank you. Uh, on, you know, so, uh. <laughs> yeah, uh, a, a, yeah, a redhead. <laughs> so, that's right. But, but but you look. I mean, of all your experience, and folks, this comp, uh, Eve's company is combined uh, um, twenty-seven years of combined experience, eighteen major disasters as our first responder, first responders, and th- th- this is just incredible. I just want to thank you for. Everything you've done for our listeners, thank you in advance because this thank is a special. This is special to me because I care about our listeners. And uh, folks, tradingpostsinthewoods.com, tradingpostsinthewoods.com. We, we are going to have a. We already do, but we're going to have a great relationship, and you're going to be helping a lot of people. I know that. Thank you. That's the goal. That's always, you know what, I'm tired of dead bodies and victims, and my goal has been to help them so they don't have to be one. So whether it's through knowledge or supplies, that's our goal. And and thank you for making yourself available to us, to our audience. And becoming part of the Hagman and Hagman team. It was a pleasure talking to you earlier today, and it was a pleasure having you on the show. Look forward to having you on the show again. And uh, again, folks, bookmark uh, tradingpostinthewoods.com. TradingPostInTheWoods.com. Thanks, Eve. We'll be talking again soon, folks. You're okay, listening to the Hagman Hagman so Report. God thank bless. Um, hey, we got we got Rick Wall's son coming up here in the next segment. Jeremy yeah, Wall. Jeremy Wall. Uh, Rick Wall's son. Yeah. If you uh, if you know about Rick. his film project and some right. other current events uh, and important issues uh, that we're going to get into from Planned Parenthood to the parallels between abortion and the Nazi genocide and the pornographic problem in the church today. That and much more with Jeremy Wilde right after this. out there right we you know that um there are things coming down the down the road that are not going to be too pleasant you know that there is a a um subversive element to our 
installed leadership in Washington, that swamp that uh, Donald Trump talks about, draining the swamp indeed, but that swamp is mighty deep and mighty crowded. Now, uh, there's a fight, and I, I alluded to this earlier, or stated, I came around and stated I had talked with my intelligence insider, and uh, the bottom line with, with what he said to me today is, you know, now is the time to be very concerned, because what he is hearing is that the uh, protests, or the riots, that is, that's just the face of what's going on inside the boardrooms and back rooms inside D.C. and New York City. I'm going to be uh, giving as much information out as possible in written form. I think this needs to be memorialized in written form because much of what he said back in 2012 and 2013 is now coming to pass. The very people who wrote that, or who, I'm sorry, who uh, uh, who were planning things back three, four years ago, are three, four years older, more entrenched, have gained additional comrades, and of course now are uh, exploiting the divides that have been created over the last eight years, ten years even, and uh, working toward uh, exacerbating and creating a civil war, but a multifaceted civil war. That's the important takeaway here. We can't just talk about the these uh, the problems without offering you solutions. And of course, tradingpostinthewoods.com offered you some solutions. I really urge everyone to really, um, folks, go back and 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 uh, uh, make sure you visit that website. All right, because there's a lot of important information there, and it's. There's a lot of important information in there. I'm just going to leave it at that. But, you know, moving oh, moving aside from the headlines right now, I, I want to say that uh, next week is Thanksgiving already, and then after that comes Christmas. And if you want to be a hero uh, for Christmas, if you do give Christmas gifts, omahasteaks.com. Now, I, I have to say this. I have had so many compliments on the gifts that I've given from omahasteaks.com. So I should return the Jaguar, I got you. Yeah, return the Jaguar, right. It's a little matchbox Jaguar, right? Yeah. But seriously, the uh, uh, I actually got this for my neighbor. It's a good friend. His birthday was just, I don't know, four weeks, three weeks ago, four weeks ago. And he just he loved it. Absolutely. So if you're looking for the perfect gift, let me tell you about Omaha Steaks and how for only forty nine ninety nine you can get my family gift pack when you go to omahasteaks.com and enter our code HH in the search bar. It's a 77% off of the regular price for you, the listeners of the Hagman and Hagman Report. Right now, Omaha Steaks is giving an exclusive savings just to our listeners. Now, I want you to listen to everything that you'll get for less than $50. Two filet mignons, two top sirloins, two boneless pork chops, four boneless chicken breasts, and they're just succulent, four kielbasa sausages, four burgers, 12-ounce package of all-beef meatballs, four potatoes au gratin. You've got your sides right there. Uh, four, four caramel apple tartlets, and oh, man, are they good. Did I tell you I like them? Yeah. One Omaha Steaks seasoning packet, whatever they put in, I, I, I want to know. Plus, four additional kielbasa sausages free. This is a perfect gift. Again, 77% off for listeners of the Hagman and Hagman Report. And go to their website because they've got just hundreds of gifts, great steak experiences, just uh, seafood, everything you could imagine. OmahaSteaks.com. Go to OmahaSteaks.com. Enter our code HH in the search bar. 
add the family gift pack to your cart and get 77% savings, it is the gift guaranteed to be a hit. And really take advantage of that. But again, as we look at the landscape, the geopolitical landscape, we look at everything that brought us to this point. Jeremy Jeremy Wiles, the son of Rick Wiles, good friend of the program, good friend of mine, just a, a class A guy, Rick Wiles, Jeremy Wiles, much of the same, of course, class A guy. He is just a successful filmmaker, a very successful man in his own right. Um, he's joining us now. He's going to give us a little taste of how we got to where we're at right now. That includes, for example, the uh, issue of abortion. Uh, just to make sure everyone's on the same page, Planned Parenthood, Margaret Sanger, of course, Margaret Sanger, the award given to Hillary Rodham Clinton, the Margaret Sanger Award. Who is she? And if the if black lives do matter out there, if if those people who carry those signs really believe that black lives matter, they certainly would take a different stance on abortion. And of course, Jeremy Wiles is joining us to talk about that, his film show, um, as well. Yeah, uh, Jeremy, it's great to have you on the Hagman and Hagman Report. I know we had some uh, rescheduling issues and. We're finally able to to get you on, and uh, very excited to ha- to have you on. Your your father Rick was on uh, just a few months back, right before uh, the hurricane uh, came down there, and uh, it's uh, exciting to have you on. Yeah, thank you guys so much for having me on the show. It's a real honor to to join you guys tonight. Well, I, I gotta ask the I gotta ask the first question. How how is how is your dad doing? How are you doing? How uh, is, how's True News doing? How's everything going there? The family is doing great. Um, my dad, well, my wife and I are expecting our second child in about two and a half weeks. So my dad is all excited, and my mom is super excited as well. Um, but his ministry is just it's doing well. It's doing really well. I think um, yeah. So. Great. You know, Jeremy, uh, you're, you're, I've spoken to your dad, and he's he's spoken to me about you, and so proud of you, and and so proud of his family, and and you and your wife, and uh, but I I just want the audience to know that as members of the alt right, and I say that not pejoratively, but but. You know, it's amazing what we're seeing here with the media and with the yeah. people in power just coming down on us. And I know, I know your dad, uh, my goodness, uh, people don't realize the utter crap that we endure from others. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. uh, surveillance from the government, intrusion by the government, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> harassment. Okay. Just for speaking the truth, being thrown under the bus to you know right wing watch organizations and on and on yep. and on. So your your dad's part of this, and these are just the overt human oh yeah uh, battles that that are yeah. faced when dealing with these subjects and issues. Yes, exactly. So, and I, I can tell you from I was I was a producer of my dad's show um, in the early days back in ninety eight ninety nine two thousand I think two thousand one. And he doesn't talk about it on the radio, and you guys probably don't as well, but he has received a number of death threats over the years. Um, I, I know when I was there, we got a death threat um, 
every other month, really. And um, <laughs> he, he never talked about it because he didn't want to bring attention to it, give these guys any energy, some psycho out there threatening not just his life, but the whole family's lives. We, yeah, we get them weekly. The, yeah, we, we get them Yeah, weekly. you get them weekly, yep. see? So, yep. That's the nature And you know what, Jerry? Jeremy, you know, what do you do? What do you do with that? It's amazing. I hear, uh, I read on the internet. Well, my goodness, if they were that concerned, they, they would call the, you know, contact the authorities or contact the police. Yeah, you do that one or two or three times and they say, well, what do you expect? Okay. <laughs> you know, so what, what do you do? You, you just, I mean, you just have to be on guard all the time. But this is yeah. a real thing now. I mean, this is real and the threats are, Real and and we uh, collectively have to have to really watch what's going on. But uh, sorry, but I sorry yeah. about taking that side road there. But uh, yeah, your dad no doesn't talk about yeah. it, nor, nor we do, nor do we. So, yeah. um, so where do you want to start? Because you, you're, you're. I'll tell you what. Why don't you introduce your, yourself? Uh, give yourself a, or give our listening audience a little bit. Uh, tell them a little bit about yourself and about. Uh, sure thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm a filmmaker. I've. Uh, I'm committed to making Christian and, and uh, biblical films. Um, we produced a, a project a few years ago called the Conquer Series, which, of all subjects, it talks about uh, um, pornography in the church. And I know that's very taboo, and that's those words we don't use um, among believers, but it's, a, it's become a huge problem within the church today. And uh, recently we produced a short film called Sing a Little Louder. And we're giving this film away to churches uh, to, to show during their Sunday morning services. And uh, the story, is it was, it's inspired, um, it's actually a true story. And uh, it was, it's about this elderly man who in his youth witnessed the horrors of the Jewish Holocaust from the pews of his church. And every Sunday morning, a train would pass by their church at the same time. And one Sunday, as the train passed by, they heard the screams from the Jewish prisoners on the train. And the people in the, in the church were so tormented by these screams that they heard that they began to sing a little louder to drown out the cries. And this elderly man um, retold his story at the demonstration uh, to the modern-day Holocaust that we're seeing happening in our in our nation when it comes to abortion, except the casualties the casualties are far greater. So we've produced those films, and we've got a number of other projects in the work. And um, it's interesting when you look at the connections between abortion and Nazi Germany. Yeah, let's talk about that a little bit. Let's talk about the parallels between that, because people would be surprised. Maybe, maybe not our audience, but <laughs> but let's talk about that. Yeah, well, you know, during World War II, um, Hitler convinced Germany through propaganda that Jewish life had no value, and the Jews were subhuman. I mean, that that sounds very similar to what uh, we're seeing in in. Uh, the um, abortion movement today. In Mein Kampf, Hitler wrote, and this is a quote, the Jew was always only a parasite in the body of other peoples, end quote. Uh, so today, advocates for abortion use a similar argument. They claim that an unborn child is not yet human, 
which they often label as a fetus, a parasite to the mother. And um, the term fetus is used by those who favor abortion to, to dehumanize the child. So instead of calling it a child, they call it a fetus. I mean, it's a scientific term, I understand, but it's to dehumanize the child. Um, but that term is actually Latin for unborn child. So the word fetus is, un, is Latin for unborn child. So words can give life and words can kill. And... uh it's so important. The words we use are so important, and we've been right. we've been desensitized and conditioned to use certain words, like you said, fetus. Um, yeah, okay, yeah. We need to understand, and that's a big Tavistock Institute uh, initiative, and and it's so ingrained in our society. Um, but, but go on, sir. Yeah, go on. Well, there's just so many parallels there. I mean, you could go down a list. That there's the death camps in Nazi Germany were, were called relocation centers. Death camps in uh, America are, are called reproductive health centers. The Jews were described as a parasitic race, like I said. Um, here, in the, here in America, it's described as a mere parasite by Planned Parenthood. Uh, the end result then was the termination of the Jews, and obviously the end result now is the termination of the pregnancy. Um, well, you know, it's interesting because what we see today is a large portion of our population who don't feel that abortion is wrong simply because the government has made it legal. <laughs> and just because it's legal does not make it right. And I, right. I feel that many Christians, even though in their heart they know it's wrong, we're, we're seeing today many believers who are supporting pro-abortion candidates for public office. And I have a hard time believing that you can support abortion and be a believer. I don't think that you have the love of God in your heart. To be able I, I to agree do with that. So opposite yep. of no, I, love. It, it, exactly. And, and you know, um, I, I remember... The, the, was it the last debate, Jeremy, where, or Trump and, and, uh, Clinton, Hillary Clinton, Trump was describing a late, uh, late term abortion, partial birth abortion. Mm-hmm. And Hillary Clinton, she was shaking her head. No, 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 no. That's a lie. That's a lie. It doesn't happen that way. But yes, it does happen oh, it sure exactly does. that way. You yep. know, and, and it just amazed me. And, and the other thing too is the lie of, Judicial supremacy. It's the lie that, that, that the Supreme Court can make, make law. They can't make law. They can't make law. That's right. So we've been lied to in so many different ways and people, Mm -hmm. people don't know how to debate or, or they, they lose, um, debates with their peers, family members because of, uh, this, you know, critical lack of knowledge and acceptance of Terminology, like you said, like fetus. No, you know you're you're changing the language, and you're starting from below zero to you know when you're when you're debating. But but yeah, it's uh and and so so that really sticks in my mind. Um, you know that debate thing, as well as uh, the fact that uh, the Supreme Court cannot cannot legalize a moral wrong like this, especially when it goes against the Bible. In, in well, if you go back to the, the Nuremberg trials, 
Nazi doctors and killers said that they were innocent because they had broken no law. And the defense claimed that these people were only carrying out the laws of the land. And the accused did nothing wrong because they were covered by the law. And, um, right. <laughs> you know, in, in, the, in the 1930s when, when the Nazis came to power, the law was actually changed to legalize abortion and make this a matter of decision for a medical review board. Right. And Which, the development of German... <sighs> yeah, it's incredible. So the development of Germany's abortion policy was left to um, the Berlin Chamber of Physicians. And, and it was that group which advocated for abortion on demand, and they determined that it was the, and this is a quote, the health of the mother, considered from all angles, is the decisive factor. And that's the same Nazi spirit that's driving the abortion industry today. How many times have you heard through the news that it has to do with the health of, of the mother, which should be the deciding factor? That's right. bull crap. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to any doctor, and they're going to tell you that, that the life of the mother is such a small portion of actual abortions. Sure. It's so rare. And, and today we can perform C-sections. The mother doesn't have to die. Right, right. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. And, you know, what they do, okay, let's talk about Planned Parenthood for a minute, because uh, Mm -hmm. last year, uh, a year ago, 18 months, uh, beginning 18 months and extending through uh, uh, late last year and early into this year, the Center for Medical Progress, this investigative group, infiltrated Planned Parenthood under the pretext of... of, um, uh, well, under under pretext, and exposed exactly what was going on in Planned Parenthood. And you know what, something, Jeremy, what I what just blew my mind when we talked about it on air. And I'd like to get your take on this because when we spoke about this on air, we had a couple, not not too many, but a couple of so-called you know Christians, stalwart Christians, saying, "Oh." Uh, plan, uh, uh, the Center for Medical Progress, they are just, uh, they're not acting in a Christian-like manner because they went in under pretext. So that's a lie. And of course, uh, Christians don't lie. And they had a real problem. A couple of people had a real problem about this. You know, it wasn't the problem of the exposing of, of, of the greater, you know, uh, genocide, the, 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 the homicide. It was the way the Center for Medical Progress approached their investigation. What would you say to that? I mean, I I, I can't even begin to wrap my my, my 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 mind around that. It's crazy. It's a pivot. It's a pivot. It's what the the liberals are great at. When they don't want to address something, they learn how to pivot from that subject and they move to something else and they put they shift the blame. Mm. And they're just they're experts at this stuff. They've done it for decades now. Um, you know. Mm. <laughs> It's absolute insanity. And we, wow. Here, this this video was has shown what's happening in the abortion industry. We've got body parts from babies being sell, sold on a market, which should be illegal. It is illegal. And some people come in, they document it, and they're the ones getting in trouble for documenting right. a crime. 
it, it, this, I mean, it has become so twisted and backwards and upside down. It's insane. Like you can't possibly put it into words. Um, well, exactly. I, I mean, it's yeah, and you know, we're finding through the Podesta emails, we're finding through some other leaks uh, in the totality of WikiLeaks, ten million documents over a decade that uh, the Satanism, the, the satanic culture, uh-huh. is so prevalent within the Beltway and within the leadership of, of D.C. And, and throughout the globalist leadership. I yeah, mean, and Hollywood entertainment industry. Yeah. They're not even hiding it anymore. And, you know, we yep. see these Baphomet satanic uh, statues being erected at different places in the United States, after-school clubs, you know, to worship Satan in the same schools that they are banning the Bibles in. And, you know, students, teachers getting uh, fired, teachers getting fired for giving a child the Bible, students getting suspended for, you know, praying on the football field or, or reading the Bible in class. It is just an uh, an outright assault on God and an embrace of uh, Satanism. And we have seen that in the church also. The church is conforming to the uh, the ways of the world rather than sticking to sound doctrine. And this is why we see the church embracing, you know, abortion and homosexual marriage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's quite scary. It, it is. It, it it really is. And you know, this did not happen overnight. Of course, um, it's uh, it, it's we can trace we can trace this back. Well, we can trace this back a long a long way. Um, but one of the things, and you speak about this and and uh, in fact mention this in your email of course uh we have a problem in the body of the church that uh of which this is a consequence um you know the the pornography the lack of moral leadership and such and certainly we're going to be talking about that folks we're talking with Jeremy yeah. Wiles Go ahead. and and um, you know the pornography issue uh, I see a direct relation to the uh, what some people call the, the uh, seeker-friendly churches, the uh, fluff and puff preaching of the gospel, the selective preaching of the gospel, where they, the preachers only uh, give sermons on feel-good messages and do not preach about the convictions of sin. And yep. it seems to breed this type of well, you know, uh, God loves me, and and I can kind of do what I want uh, mentality, and it's very yep. dangerous. It's extremely dangerous, and what we're seeing now is sixty eight percent of guys who go to church on a regular basis are watching pornography. Fifty four percent of pastors are, watch pornography on a regular basis. Hmm. Now, how how are you going to speak truth from your pulpit when the day before you're watching pornography? <laughs> and we wonder why our yeah. churches are watered down. True. I mean, it's like hey, there's your answer, and that's why with what we're doing, if you look at what the enemy has done, they've gotten upstream, and they've driven through media and through education and through other uh, outlets. They've created a culture through what they've done, and they've infiltrated our culture with their perversion. And uh, I think it's so important as believers that we get upstream, and we've got to impact the culture with 
um, real things that, that change the hearts and minds of, of uh, the people in our church. And a lot of churches don't have the tools to deal with some of these, uh, of these things, like pornography. Like, how do you help guys in this area in their life? Um, what we discovered, I was in church uh, a few years ago, and my pastor was talking about pornography. First time in my life that my pastor, or that any church I went to, talked about pornography. But it didn't last very long. It was like he made a, a comment where he told us that 68% of men in church view pornography on a regular basis. And I actually, I thought at that time, you know, that seems really high. That's hard to believe. <laughs> 68%. Now, after I have done all this work and worked with thousands of guys over the past few years, I realize now that it's it's a li- it's likely a lot higher than that. It's probably in the 80s. It well, really is. It's very scary. And um, so it was at that time that I told my wife, I said, look, we ought to produce something that can be a, a resource that churches can use to help guys in this area. And um, well, you know, well, hang I, on to hang, hang on right there to that thought, uh, Jeremy. We're at the sure. close to the bottom of the hour, folks. We're talking with the son of Rick Wiles, a success in his own right, Jeremy Wiles. He's um, one website. In fact, he was talking about the uh, the movie. In fact, it's a film by Jeremy Wiles. Sing a little louder in the subtitle and. It's a question because, and, and an important one at that as a subtitle. Will you raise your voice for those who have no voice? The the uh, website for the movie is singloudermovie.com. dot com, and we're going to be. Of course, you mentioned that earlier. We're going to be getting into more with Jeremy uh, Wiles after the break, Joe. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I've got a lot to get into with him. Uh, folks, we'll be right back after these short messages, and don't forget after. Mr. Wiles uh, leaves us after this next segment. Pastor David Langford will be joining us for the third hour. So it's going to be a great rest of the show. Don't go anywhere. Uh, segment two with Jeremy Wiles, Rick Wiles' son, coming up right after this. segment of the Hagman and Hagman Report. You know, students in Richard Montgomery, uh, students from Richard Montgomery High School in Rockville today, they were marching in protest, not carrying signs together, you know, together, uh, love Trump's hate and such. Well, students from the Richard Montgomery High School in Rockville, Maryland, uh, uh, today just beat a 15-year-old, a 15-year-old carrying a sign, Make America Great Again. Uh, he's, or I'm sorry, he's wearing a hat, making America great again. He was beaten during this march. Now you tell me, these cryberry babies out there, uh, these bullies. And you know, it's amazing, the, the Megyn Kellys of the world calling Trump a bully. Think of the dripping irony here. All right, the the portrayal of of Trump as a bully, and you've got these these snot nosed kids out there, the spoiled rotten millennial types that need Plato. 
That's right. That they, but they need play though, and they seek to, they, they run, it's like stranger danger, looking for anyone wearing a diaper pin on their lapel. All right. Or, or looking, you know, uh, searching for L. Sharpton or Jesse Jackson or, or some feel good do-gooder out there, uh, with, with, I mean, it's, this is just absolutely insane. They're, yeah. they're beaten. Um, if you saw the footage yesterday of, of, of a woman in a car. Now let me tell you something. Yep. A pregnant I, I, woman. I'm going to, I'm going to go, look. Uh, yes, now, I'm going to go on record right now and tell. And tell hey, can you zoom in? Okay, because I, folks, if you're watching, look, I'm going to tell you something right now. All right, you do that to my wife or my daughter. You take a baseball bat to my wife or my daughter when she's in a car. Or you take it to her car. Okay, I'm coming for you. All right, believe me, I'm coming for you. But I'll tell you what, if I'm in the car. There's absolute, I will have, I have no objection of accelerating appropriately. All right. Now, go ahead to those of you who see the need to do this, memorialize this, use this in evidence in my trial, right? Because I, I look, this, I am not going to allow my family to be a target, nor will I be a target with these, again, these sniveling, snot-nosed, uh, spoiled, rotten brats that need Play-Doh and safe spaces yeah. in order to, be, to to avoid the the, uh, the the Amy Schumer types. Of course, no, I don't want to talk about insanity. That's insanity. But uh, hey, well, you One know what? thing about the case you just cited, and then we'll get back to it, is that what's interesting about this, um, the, there was a kid wearing a Make America Great uh, again, hat, 15 years old, in Montgomery County. Several students beat him up. And, you know, this happened when uh, the student was found with scrapes on his knees and told police that, uh, you know, they beat him up and they went to the hospital. He was all right. But what happened was um, the the high school, it happened during a Richmond Montgomery High School's anti-Trump walkout and protest. Sure. Yeah, you, know, you know why? Because Who's these, liable for the, that? The school should be liable for that. Well, these kids, okay, the teachers are, some of the teachers are worthless, okay, because they, uh, oh, you know, yeah, I understand, I understand, little Johnny, go ahead. Are you out of your mind? I mean, try that in the 1950s, all right? It wouldn't fly back then. And, you know, I, I don't know. Look, I I believe I am a Christian. That's, I, I believe that. I believe that, Okay. And some of you out there may be judging me and saying, well, you know what, that's not very Christian-like. Well, you know, then don't stand in front of my vehicle. Don't hit my vehicle with my wife in it with a baseball bat. Because if you do, you're going to be, they're going to be picking picking you up. But, you know, if you're not under the vehicle, then you're going to be a roadkill. Yeah, and don't complain about getting hit by a car if you're protesting in the middle of the highway. That's right. So anyway, but we kept our, our, our guest here, and I apologize. Jeremy Wiles. Uh, Jeremy, I mean, am I wrong? Go ahead and, and slap me around a little bit. Heck no. These are the same goons who are preaching tolerance, and they're out with huh. baseball bats banging on cars. That's right. I mean, if they don't have the most hypocritical preaching, I don't know what is. It's insane. You know... <laughs> And I just wonder, if folks listening or watching this, do you doubt me? Do you, do you seriously doubt me that that I would I would 
I, I mean, I would have any uh, hesitation in pressing down on the accelerator to, to if I'm going the forward. The pizza's it's, 15 it's, minutes late. You know, you freak out. I can't imagine what would happen. <laughs> hey, don't mess with my pizza <laughs> delivery. All right, Jeremy, getting back to what you and Jeremy, Jeremy Wiles is our guest, and, and what a great sport, what a great man uh, Jeremy, Jeremy Wiles is, the son of Rick Wiles, but a success in his own right, and a filmmaker, fantastic one at that, film by Jeremy Wiles, Sing a Little Louder, and uh, what's your other film, uh, Jeremy? Uh, it's called The Conquer Series, and it's actually, it's sort of like a documentary series for churches to use in uh, small groups, and uh, it's about pornography. A popular okay. subject in the church, uh, but <laughs> no, you know, not. right? Yeah, and it's kind of funny because when uh, we created it, I really didn't expect anyone to watch it because the whole, the whole idea was we wanted to provide this as a as a tool that churches could use to help guys who are struggling in this area. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, who in the world is going to come out for a, a group session on pornography? And that's kind of a, a self indictment, right? <laughs> But. <laughs> yeah, and it's also the first step to you know to rectifying the problem. Well, well, yeah, yeah, right. yeah, exactly, exactly. It is, yeah. But 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 you do it. I mean, Jeremy, from what I've seen, um, you've you're really kind of a master at this, and you you can you can. There's a lot of lessons to be learned from your work products and and your films, you. and you know. Uh, so uh, kudos to you on that. Um, Thank you. But, uh, my goodness, but but yeah, uh, the pornographic aspect, which leads to the all, all the moral bankruptcy within the church, and and I th- and I think it's mm-hmm. you you mentioned. Uh, in fact, let me find it here in my notes. You had mentioned something, and I, and I thought it was really interesting. Um, uh, isn't the more excuse me pornography when you when you reference that or any of the the uh, issues that we're talking about? Is it a moral problem or a brain problem? And, and this is in, in reference to uh, pornography. So let me ask you: Is it a moral problem or is it a neurological problem? And how do men get addicted? Because this is hey, it's as old as the Bible almost. Right. Oh yeah, it certainly is. Well, so is it a moral problem or is it a brain problem? And the answer is yes. It's both. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and what happens, though, is it starts off as a moral problem. It make a moral dis- choice, right? But it quickly turns into a brain problem. And we can see that now through uh, neuroscans, brain scans. We can see what happens in, in, in the brain of an addict both after exposure to pornography and how the brain physically changes. Um, in this series that we shot, I went into a neurosurgeon's office in, in I think it was Dallas or Florida, Texas, and he showed me the brain scans of um, one brain scan was from a heroin addict. The other scan was of a porn addict. And the other scan was of a healthy brain. And the, the healthy brain was obviously, you, could, you didn't have to be a trained scientist to tell this guy's got a good brain. It looked, just looked good, right? Now, the brain scan of the porn addict actually looked worse than the brain scan of the heroin addict. And wow. you could tell, and trust me, you don't have to be a neuroscientist to, to, to see the picture and make that determination. 
there's deactivation in parts of the brain. And it's primarily in the prefrontal cortex, which is the front of your, like if you were to put your finger on your forehead, that's your prefrontal cortex right there. The prefrontal cortex is where you make, it, it's your executive reasoning. It's uh, your CEO, in other words. It's where you make moral decisions. Right. And what we're seeing is guys who become addicted to pornography, their CEO, their moral decision maker, their prefrontal cortex is basically becoming deactivated. Mm. They don't have, they literally, and this is not an excuse for their behavior, so don't take it the wrong way, but they, they literally lose the ability to say no to pornography. And I know that wow. sounds uh, like hypocrisy because we can do all things through Christ, and I believe that. But what we have to do is we have to get their brain back to a healthy state. And that's what we did through this little project we shot. I should say little. It took us two years to shoot it. and um, <laughs> <laughs> It's a, a lot of work. But we've seen now 400,000 guys go through it, and tens of thousands are getting free from pornography. So the other part of the brain is the limbic system. And this is uh, like if you were to put your finger on the top of your head and another hand, another finger on the side of your, like near your ear, mm -hmm. where they cross, that's your limbic brain. And your limbic brain is your survival brain. And it's also where wounds and trauma get stored as well. Um, so I, I kind of give you an example. Imagine that you're walking through the woods and as you're walking down this path, you suddenly see a snake in front of you and you jump back. And then you pause for a second and you realize it's just a stick. Well, what happened in that moment, and the substance first, I tell you that the, the, the uh, limbic brain, which is your emotional brain, um, that is a much more powerful part of your brain. It's much more powerful than your prefrontal cortex, which is where you make uh, moral decisions. And I know it's probably boring you guys. And it's, <laughs> no, it's no, this, this is interesting. But it's so fascinating because once you once you get your mind wrapped around this, um, you start to see things differently. So you walk down the path, you see it, what you think is a snake. It's a stick. You jump back and realize, oh, it's just a stick. Well, in that moment, what happened in your brain was your limbic system or your emotional brain said, ah, snake, jump back. Get out of there, survive, because it's your survival brain. And it didn't give your prefrontal cortex enough time to register that it was just a stick. Because your prefrontal cortex is slower. It doesn't act as fast. It's not as powerful. So when you have woundedness deep down in your soul, and I'm not getting into psychobabble talk and all that kind of stuff. This is biblical stuff. When you've got deep wounds, trauma from your past, rejection, abuse, sexual abuse, whatever that is, well, that's deep down into your limbic brain. In, in times of life when the pain is mounting and the stress is mounting, you're going to react from your limbic system, and it's going to overpower, it's going, it's going to overpower your moral decision-making. And that's what we're seeing in the church, that the church is not dealing with this effectively. What the church does is they say, guys, stop watching porn. We'll pray for you. Come up here, we'll, uh, we'll pray for you, and then 
go on a three-day fast, and it should be gone. And if it's not, maybe you're not a Christian. And what we have to do is we have to help guys through a biblical process to renew the mind and to get down to the deep junk, the crap that's in your past that you've been carrying along this whole time and deal with that because that's where this bondage is taking place. Uh, so porn is nothing more than a coping mechanism. It's how you deal with life. It's really doesn't have to do with sex, doesn't have to do with women or anything. It just ha- It's just how you deal with life. Your brain is a right. 24-hour pharmacy, and it's open 24 hours a day, and it's got all sorts of neurochemicals that you can access to get some of the best highs that you can ask for. So when guys are accessing pornography, they're tapping into these neurochemicals like dopamine, and they're getting this rush. And they're anesthetizing the pain that's in their limbic system, the stress of the day. Maybe it, maybe it was an argument with the wife or a, a, a something that happened at work, or maybe even someone cut them off on the road. Doesn't have to, doesn't take a lot. They numb the pain. And whatever trauma that might be and that that also correct me if i'm if i'm wrong but uh i mean i i know Russ Dizdar talks about this too but uh, you've got a lot of um um i, I don't know generational curses and 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 mm-hmm. um a lot of very deep dark stuff that does affect your 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 brain your soul i mean you know your your soul Oh yeah. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Um, and then you have you know the uh, the uh, sexualization of of women on mm-hmm. uh, you know all the different outlets from entertainment, even cable TV, magazines, billboards, which yep. act as triggers to those people who are prone and uh, you know have problems in these areas. And a simple thing like you know a, a an attractive woman in a beer commercial can trigger somebody to want to go. And look at pornography, and it's yeah, set up this when way. they're when they're prone to that trigger that uh, it's called it's called an arousal template. When they have those certain uh, triggers, it doesn't take them much to get down to a path of pornography. Um, and that's why a lot of guys they go back to and they, they in their heart they love God, they love Christ, they love Jesus. <laughs> and they struggle in this area, and they don't know how to break that curse in their life. And that's at the heart of what we were trying to do with this film project was to show guys that the old method of just trying harder to not do it anymore doesn't work. And we partnered I, 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 with. I bet, uh, I bet you're a, yeah, I bet you're a hit at the church socials. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 you know, we, we, that's the heart of what we were trying to do is, you know, trying to get guys away from pornography, become the man that God called you to be. And, um, yeah, so we're pretty wow. excited about what's happened with that little film so far. Little film, I, I, I dare say it's a huge endeavor. And, uh, <laughs> the, the, the neuroscience alone is, is interesting. Is, I mean, that, that's interesting. The, um, the, the addiction process, the, the pro—I mean, all of these problems—and and, I—and I think, Jeremy, I'll ask you. I mean, what we're seeing today—the the moral and spiritual bankruptcy of the body of the church today. 
uh, rendering much of it impotent to fight against the the takeovers. You, you know that that, that we are that we're subjected to. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, this is this is a process of degradation, I suppose. Uh, yeah. Am I wrong? I mean, this this is just you know wearing us down, and this is all part of it. Well, it is, and I think at the roots of what's happening in media, it's purely satanic. Yeah. I believe that I the ones who control the pornography in- industry, they're not just morally bankrupt, they're they're truly satanic. And I think that these people are financing some of the most wicked um, programs in the world. I believe that money goes from pornography to ISIS. I really do. I think that they will stop at nothing to destroy Christianity. And the guys who are... We actually found, and we turned over um, uh, images to the FBI. This is uh, going back now 10 years, where there were pornographic images of women, in this case Asian women, and embedded within the within the photographs of the images uh, were specific... Um, lines of code. Now, we had no idea what it meant, but we turned it over to the FBI. And the FBI, to this day, will deny that as well. You know, okay, no, no, of course not. But the just that alone, the pornographic mm, aspect of that's this. That's fascinating. You know, so, yeah, I, I mean, and people aren't aware of this, but, but uh, yes, yeah, some of the biggest uh, Muslim groups use pornography as a conveyance of, of information. And, again, you're not going to hear this on the news, but that's mm-hmm. what we found a decade ago. Yeah. yeah. Well, wow. a lot of the news is profiting from it as well. A lot of the hotel chains are profiting from from uh, <laughs> pornography. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> we, we, we've got about, uh, I don't know, we've got probably about eight minutes left. Jeremy, um, mm-hmm. let's recap everything. How, first of all, how can we, how can our audience help you? Where does our audience go to learn more about you, your projects, uh, give give kind of a wrap up about that. Uh, where, where yeah, people... thank you. Well, what we're doing with the Sing a Little Louder film is we, we've made it uh, we've made it available to churches for them to show during their Sunday morning services or whenever they want to show it. It's a free film that they can download from our website kingdomworks.com. It's all one word kingdomworks.com. And then the Conquer series, which is a small group study, which can be used in church, or um, you can use it as an individual study, that's at our website, conquerseries.com. And also, you know, if you want to find a church that's offering it available, that that has it available, um, you can join a group, likely in a local church, and uh, it's not going to cost you anything. So... Uh, we've got hundreds of thousands of guys and guys in, in groups all across the country that are going through this course, and um, they're doing that in their local church. So, okay, but for, for information on that, go where? That is conquerseries.com, and we've Conquer got a series. two or three minute. Yeah, we've got a short film trailer on the website that you can watch to get a little bit of information about it. We, we we made the series after a guy named Dr. Ted Roberts, who was a Marine fighter pilot in Vietnam. So we took his stories from Vietnam, and we've reenacted those as analogies for what it's like to fight this battle against 
pornography. And that's the kind of the storyline of the Docker series. There's a lot of teaching and expert interviews and stuff like that throughout it as well. That makes sense. Does that make sense? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Okay. Now, uh, you're still affiliated with True News, right? I mean, uh, when I say affiliated, you're still active, I should say. This is the word. Am I right? Or is that... Uh, what do you mean by active? Well, okay. Um, gee whiz, how can I put this? Uh, are, are you are you in the production? Are you do you have anything to do with production of True News at all, or are you just oh, no, on your own? Me. No, I, I have yeah, I have my separate company. Uh, okay. My dad and I work together a lot, and we're always brainstorming together and uh, helping each other out with different projects. But I have a completely separate film studio. Okay, and um, he operates in Vera Beach. And I'm a little bit further south of him in Stewart. So yeah. we share. Okay. I, I, you know, I provide resources to him often. Sure, and, and it's it's a wonderful uh, relationship that you guys have. I, I just didn't know how yeah. to, for, you know, how to, how to really uh, characterize that. Uh, so you're independent entities, but uh, nonetheless, you share resources and, and you help him. He helps you and that kind of stuff. So yeah. uh, true news, yeah. true news as well, folks. But but uh, sure. Jeremy, again, Jeremy is uh, Jeremy uh, uh, Wiles is uh, success in his own right, and and again. What was that? Uh, Conquer. Uh, I'm sorry. Conquer. Conquer series. Conquer series. Conquer series. Mm-hmm. Okay. Conquer series. Right. com. Yeah. Thanks right. for the plug. Appreciate hey, no that. Shameless plug right there. <laughs> hey, it's not. It, it shouldn't be shameless. And and people can go to conquerseries. com and learn about you, but also assist you, boost you, can communicate with you, whatever you need. You know, offer assistance and so on. Right. Yeah. Very much okay. appreciate that. Thank you. Of course you. In your film, sing a little louder. Um, how many churches did you say was? We've got, or, I think, a thousand churches so far. Wow. We just put that out a week or two weeks ago, maybe. Man. And uh, yeah, a thousand churches have downloaded it. It's only an eleven-minute short film, but it's, yeah, uh, we know, shot it in <laughs> Holland about two years ago. That's an amazing 11 minutes, too, uh, folks. Uh, I, I must say that that's a great 11 minutes. Sing a little louder, and uh, will you raise your mm-hmm. voice for those who have no voice? And, of course, you reference back to the church and the train load of uh, Jews being shuttled off to their deaths. And, of course, the references to the Christians sing a little louder, louder because they want to drown out mm-hmm. the shouts and cries. And and we can't be that today. We can, We cannot be that today. That's right, Jeremy. Thank you so much. Uh, closing statement. Thank you. Got a minute. Got a minute left. Closing statement, my brother. Anything you want to say? Oh my! Well, goodness. I think um, if anything, you know, I look at my own story of small beginnings. I actually started in my dad's garage. He was on the radio. My dad. He did his radio show in the garage for a while. He probably never said that on the radio, but he did. No, but I knew that. Yeah. I knew that. Yeah. Did you know that? I did. <laughs> uh, well, I, I I knew. I thought it was. I knew it was an outbuilding of some kind. But yes. Yeah, it was like an outbuilding garage slash type of thing. Um, but that's where I started, and and I think if there's anything that my dad taught me was just just to stay the course, mm. and um. 
I think it's so important as believers that we continue the course, stay the stay in the fight, and we're up against a, a, a perverse, dark society. And uh, it doesn't mean that we have to go out and win the world, but you know we can be a witness to our neighbor, we can be a witness to those in our family who are lost. There's so much brokenness in this world. Sometimes you just need to just to just to be a word of encouragement to a loved one. That's all it takes. Amen. And that's the only thing I would encourage, just just to be a light to those around you. You'd be surprised how many people are lost and broken and they just wish somebody would come along and say, hey, I'm here. I don't have a, a big speech to give. I can't tell you how to fix it, but I'm here for you. I'm here for you. And so many yep. people need to hear those words, and we need to be that light. And, and Jeremy Wiles, you are that light. God bless you. Thank you for joining Appreciate us that. tonight. ConquerSeries.com. God bless you, and say hello to your dad for me. Will do. For us. God bless you right. guys. Thanks again. Thanks, brother. Right. Thank right, you. Folks. Up next, we have Pastor David Langford from TheVoiceOfEvangelism.com. Visit his website, The Voice of Evangelism, as well as his radio show, Right here on Blog Talk Radio, uh, the voice of evangelism. And, 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 and sign you know, up for his podcast. We might have, folks, we might have some exciting news in the next week or two that involves Pastor Langford and us and others. Maybe. Stay right yeah, where you're at. Exciting. We got uh, the next hour. Buckle up. Make sure your seat backs and tray tables are in their full upright and locked positions. It, 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 we're going to be getting into some stuff. With us, we have Pastor David Langford from the Voice of Evangelism dot com, and uh, I look forward to this hour every week. He's with us every week at this time for a full hour to give us the necessary spiritual B twelve shot and uh, direct uh, information, information, inspiration. I said information twice. Though, no. That's all right, though. You know, uh, and he's he's a man of God. He's a man of honor, in my view, a man of integrity and a man of character. And I look up to him. I respect him. He's my pastor. He's our pastor, officially, of the Hagman and Hagman Report. We drafted him. He didn't volunteer. He said, you know, actually, he said, no, nah, man, I know that's a full-time job. You guys, you guys need you guys need a lot of help. But that, and, and Doug, you're a full-time job. But that's okay. You know, so at any rate, uh, the voice of evangelism.com. Before we get to Pastor Langford, I want to mention this generation series of novels, T.C. Joseph. I'm going to hold up right now in my hot little hands. You see what I got right here? Did you see this? This came in a couple of, uh, yeah, it's hot off the press. In fact, ouch, it's burning my hand. No, it's not. Uh, Penance is now out. This generation series book three by TC Joseph. You talk about, you talk about a wonderful read. Folks, really quickly, in a, in a thrilling series of novels, TC Joseph, the author, he takes 
us into the lives of three families. And the way he does this is, it's just remarkable. It's kind of, I read, I read these books and this one I, I just got and, and I devoured it. My wife said, you know, you, you got your head buried in a book and yeah, uh, it tear me away. Um, but the way he writes these novels, it's just it's a fascinating read. Three families in a world where conspiracy theories and Bible prophecies collide. His novels move through recent history into the current events and just events right over our horizon. You can feel in these books. It's a, it's a physical experience almost. Uh, you can feel us moving through this time and his witty style. He's got fascinating characters and character development. It just provides for a great read. Not only will you love these books, but they will serve as a tool to awaken your friends. If you've got friends out there, they say, oh, I don't read nonfiction books. I don't read books about the Bible. I don't read, I, you know, you know. but they'll pick up a, a novel. This is a tool to awaken your family members, friends, loved ones to the perilous times we face. And glowing reviews from Kirkus, uh, readers of end times fiction will be hard pressed to find it done more intriguingly than this. Extremely readable, fast paced, blue ink reviews, rave reviews all over the board. Folks, get your copies of TC Joseph's This Generation series on Amazon.com. This Generation series. Again, This Generation series on Amazon. Book one is Precipice. Book two is Pentecost. And as I showed you, book three, Penance, out right now. And it is well worth it. This Generation series by TC Joseph. I recommend it. I, I love this series. I really did. And I'm, look, I'm not a big fiction fan, but this really did the, I mean, this really, you know, it captured me. Even my wife was, was saying how well written it was. T.C. Joseph, this generation series of novels. Joe, Spring Pastor Langford on. Yeah, uh, something we've been doing, uh, third hour each Wednesday is bringing Pastor David Langford on from the Voice of Evangelism. He has his website, thevoiceofevangelism.com, as well as his radio show on Blog Talk Radio, The Voice of Evangelism, Pastor Langford. It's great to have you back on. Brethren, it's a great joy to be with you, gentlemen, tonight, and to, uh, as always, share the Word of God. And I enjoyed the uh, last uh, uh, guest, uh, Jeremy Wiles, and uh, what he was discussing there about uh, pornography and the sense that it does yeah. take control of many men's lives, regretfully. It does, doesn't it? And, and it's such a destruction... It, it destroys marriages. It destroys relationships. It, it, it dehumanizes women and men too. It, it's just a, uh, it's an incredible perversion of, uh, of God's gift of sexuality to, to, to us. I mean, it's it's horrible. An entanglement into sin. Yeah. Every blessing God has given man, Satan has sought to pervert it, and uh, mm. that's his modus operandi is to pervert God's blessings. And from sexuality to anything that God has given us, he, he, he seeks to distort it. And uh, that's why people get messed up. That's why sin is like a cancer. You know, the word cancer means any evil condition that spreads destructively. And then when you add malignancy, the word malignancy means tends to produce death. And uh, so sin is a cancer, and it will only produce physical death, but it will produce spiritual death. Uh, if men do not get their sins under the blood of Jesus Christ, Amen. Uh, amen. Well, well, Pastor, um, 
where do you want to what do you want to tackle tonight i mean last week uh we were 24 24 hours or less than that out of a uh a political coup in america a political victory in america i don't want to use the word coup coup is what's happening on the other side right now um in the craziest election in American history. Wow. Yeah. And, um, you know, now, uh, this post-election atmosphere, we've been seeing uh, an uptick in, in chaos, in protest, and uh, these protests are, are far from spontaneous. They're organized. They're being organized by, by uh, you know, the the worst kind of people with, you know, you know very deep pockets, like George Soros and his uh, societies and and. and Using Black Lives Matter and busing people in, and now they're planning on the biggest inauguration day protest in the history of the inauguration day, and um, many people are concerned. People are being CEOs are being fired for threatening to assassinate Trump. You have um, a number of people, you know, following that same line, uh, and the media is freaking out all at the same time. You know, wondering how did this happen. Yeah, we're 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 seeing a decline. I mean, we're we're seeing lawlessness, abundant lawlessness. But it's up to you. Where, what's on your heart, Pastor? Well, uh, that's my concern. I I'm still burdened. I haven't been relieved from this election, the process. It wouldn't surprise me if the electoral college were to change and give the uh, election to someone else. Um. You know what's happened through the years? Because we have not executed judgment in a speedily manner, we've witnessed more and more lawlessness, as you just well said, uh, Doug, and it's exploding. And we're, we're coming to a point in time that when you start to deal with it, this is when you're going to see even a greater explosion of lawlessness. And uh, that's what we're witnessing right now um, in the fact that these mayors of these cities say, you know, we're, we're not going to adhere to the law. And Donald Trump said emphatically, I am going to be a president of law and of order. Uh, Ecclesiastes 8, verse 11, because sentence against an evil work is not executed speedily, therefore the heart of the sons of men is fully set in them to do evil. And, you know, we witnessed this through many situations, through attorney generals not enforcing the law, uh, the Marriage Act, uh, they wouldn't enforce that. Uh, it was between a man and a woman. And so now we've, we've, we've got this keg that's about to explode. And you've got this liberal mindset that these people, though they're illegal immigrants, that they have the right to come to America to live off of you and I. And, you know, God establishes boundaries. When God made covenant with Abraham in Genesis 15 and 18, it says, In the same day the Lord made a covenant with Abram, saying, Unto thy seed have I given this land from the river of Egypt unto the great river Euphrates. So from the Nile all the way over to the Euphrates, in covenant, God gave that land to Abraham. Now Israel never fully conquered all of the ites, Canaanites, Moabites, Jebusites, Hivites, Hittites, 
they never fully conquered all of them and got that mass portion of land. But my point is, had they gotten that entirety of the land that is rightfully theirs, theirs through covenant with God, had they rightfully gotten that, that was their borders. That, that, that's all God was going to allow them to have as a nation. And, you know, Soros and all these world globalists were wanting to do away with boundaries and guide, uh, guidelines or, or perimeters for all the nations. Well, Acts 17 and 26, Paul said, and hath made of one blood all nations of men for to dwell on all the face of the earth, and hath determined the times before appointed and the bounds of their habitation, or the bounds of their residence. So God has set the, the bounds for all of these nations, even America. Uh, boundaries have just been a part of the way God has done things. And so now they're coming along and wanting to erase all the boundaries. And this is, as I said, I think last week, this is the desire to bring on the one world order and the rule of the Antichrist. And so Donald Trump, I believe, is an instrument of God that says, we're, we're not going to do this. You know, we're, we're going to, you know, establish our, our nation, our nationality. You know, even Obama on his little last one world tour is saying there's something wrong with nationalism. Well, that's, he might as well say there's something wrong with being patriotic. See, these people are deceived. They're, they're, they're emissaries of Lucifer, Satan, and so their mindset is totally different than a Christian's. It's, it's a statistic proven fact. Most church-going people that go to church on a regular basis are Republicans. It's a statistical fact. Most Democrats don't go to church. And so, again, you're seeing the left and the right, the goat and the sheep. And so, Satan's move, of course, is to cross out all these boundaries and just make us one global unit. And so, I believe uh, Donald Trump has been raised up of God to stop that, or to put the pause button on and, 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 and wait till something else it's become up into alignment with God's will and God's plan. And I believe if Donald Trump begins to take the federal funds from these cities and these mayors, we will see untold civil unrest in this nation. And, um, you know, that's why I've been saying, you know, don't take a victory lap. The battle has just begun. And my Absolutely. concern is the people become apathetic and complacent and not stay on guard of what's about to take place. Well, you, you know what, Pastor? You, you said something that we were I, I was looking at, and uh, I know people have talked about this, and many of the um, constitutionalists out there, the strategists say, oh, this is such a long shot. But my goodness, uh, we've seen so many long shots come in lately, uh, we can't really dismiss anything, of course. And I'm referring to the Electoral College coming back on December 19th, I believe it is, or 20th, whatever day that is. 19th. And, uh, 19th, okay. And, and saying, well, you know what, we're just, I mean, like a run, run, runaway jury, you know, that type of thing. 
Uh, we're gonna, we're gonna cast our votes, uh, the way we want to, despite being bound. And the, the penalty for, for casting a vote like that is a small financial fine that certainly could be covered by, oh, someone with deep pockets. So it's, there, there's no penalty to the electorates that would, uh, break the, the covenant, the bond that they have with their, with their constituents. Um, to do that, and and so yeah, I'm thinking we, we got to get past that date, don't we? I mean, this could this is a real possibility. You know, I, as I said, I, I'm I'm still burdened. I'm still concerned. We're not out of the woods yet. I, I will not be happy till he is inaugurated and, and takes his office as as duly sworn in as the United States president. Because um, you know we can't trust these people. You know, these people will look to you back to the Clinton administration and put their finger in your face and flat out tell you, I didn't have sex with that woman. You like your doctor, you keep your doctor. You like your health care, you keep your health care. We, we, we see all these WikiLeaks and all of these emails, all the hypocrisy. You know, Donna Brazil said, I'll not be persecuted. You know, where she's deceived is persecution comes for, through righteousness. She, she's being prosecuted, not persecuted. Uh, from the from the uh, honest media, uh, that's not persecution. That's prosecution. She don't even understand the difference between the two. Um, but this is the mindset. You know, we're we're, we're told in uh, in Proverb twenty two twenty eight, remove not the ancient landmark which thy fathers have set. You know, every every everybody that owns a piece of property, you have a a survey, a map that shows your your dimensions of your lot. And, uh, and, and and in the old days, what they would do, they used boulders and stones, and um, they would go move them and steal property that way. You know, they established it. And, you know, now we most of us have a a, a rod, an iron, they call it an iron pen, is driven down in the property, and, and they can pick it up with a metal detector and quickly find the the, the points, the marks of the property. And um, you know, if these mayors. And there, you take Ron Emanuel. He's advocating lawlessness. You yeah. know, he, he's advocating murderers. And and here again, they're picking and choosing what laws they're going to abide by. You see, that was the theme, that was the motif in the Book of Judges. The the, the theme that you see throughout the Book of Judges is is one of every man did that which was right in his own eyes. That's 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 the theme of the book of Judges. That's the that's the last uh, uh, Judges twenty one twenty five. In those days, there was no king in Israel. Every man did that which was right in his own eyes. In other words, that's what these mayors are saying. This is right in my eyes, and I'm going to do it. Uh, the law says no, you can't do that. But they're going to do it anyway because they are a law unto themselves, which, as you said at the beginning of the program, is lawlessness. Remember uh, Mark 13, 8, for nation shall rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There shall be earthquakes in diverse places, famines and troubles. These are the beginning of sorrows. Okay, nation against nation, ethnos against ethnos, ethnicity. And this is what we're witnessing on our own soil. These people are not Americans. So you have a different ethnicity on the on the on the homeland, and they're going to be embraced by the liberals, and we all know why. But they're going to use that to create, you know, a, a, a lack of civility or take away the civility in the nation, 
And, and that's why I'm really concerned if Trump is inaugurated and he does take the office and he begins to pursue law and righteousness. See, people all the time, well, what's righteousness? What does that, what does that word mean? The first five letters, R-I-G-H-T, doing the right thing, period. That's righteousness. That, that's all righteousness is, is simply doing the right thing every day, being honest, truthful, uh, don't lie, don't cheat, don't rob, don't steal, don't commit adultery. You know, that's righteousness. And uh, Christians have righteousness, and they, they attempt daily to always do the right thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, these people are unrighteous. They're, they're, they're the lawless ones. You know, just like how many people have we seen been beat up because they had a Donald Trump hat on or they voted for Trump or whatever the case might be? It shows you who the real rebels are. It's the liberals. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's why if, if Trump begins to roll back some of these executive orders, take away federal funds, get conservative justices on the Supreme Court and, and change a handful of things, they're not going to sit by. That's why I keep saying they're not going to sit there and, and not take it. They're going to fight. Right. The Christians, we retain our civility. We don't, we're not going to go out here and loot, pillage, and burn it. I'm just concerned that once this starts, there's no telling where it will end. And it could very well end up in martial law. When, and, you know, here's, here's the... The deception of Satan. We we all look for Obama or somebody like that to do it. It will probably come under righteous leadership. That's when the havoc breaks loose because the ungodly, the wicked, the lawless rise up against the righteous and against those who are keeping the law. In other words, it's the exact opposite. And uh, it's like a rebellious child, you know. Uh, it, they will challenge you. They will test you every way, shape, form, and fashion. And that will has to be broken. And what we've allowed to happen, because we have not executed uh, judgment speedily, as Solomon said there in Ecclesiastes 8.11, they, 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 they seek and pursue evil in a greater way. You know, and uh, that one guy, Parnell, one, one of those singers, you know, talking about Hillary, said, everybody lies. Well, see, that's where he's deceived. You know, I don't lie. You know, sometimes I have to bite the bullet and tell the truth like, like every Christian should. And it may uh, hurt me, it may hinder me or whatever, but I've got to tell the truth no matter what. But if you live your life above reproach, you won't be doing things that you have to even think about lying about. It's when you start compromising and you start cheapening the values uh, of your life that you get in a situation where you have to even consider lying. Well, we, we should never live in a way that that's, that, that even comes up in our, in our subconscious. Well, you know, am I going to tell the truth? Or what no. If you live godly and you live a good life, you'll not be in those situations. But it's when you start living an ungodly life that you ask the uh, one taking the deposition, depends on what the word is means. You know, it shows the how convoluted a man's mind can become and twisted that he would ask such a, a question. It depends on what the word is means, and it just shows you. And this is why I watch Obama. He is, he knows he's lying, and yes. that's why he's very slow to speak because he knows he's going to say a lie. 
And so he wants to say it in such a way that it seems to be prudent or pragmatic. But you can tell that man is manipulating his thoughts or being manipulated because God is not in his thoughts. You know, if you ask me, did I steal that, I should be able to say yes or no in, in a second. But when you start Sorry. watching people make these huh, theses to answer a question, that's when you know something's going on in their mind. Yeah, and it's it's always that way when we see the interviews of politicians, uh, leaders, really on both sides. Um, they they I've been I've been hearing this word being used more and more. They pivot from the question asked, right. or they you know, or, or they certainly don't don't answer the question. And you know, I I noticed this in in the various uh, courtroom uh, trials and such that I've attended. Uh, a question that calls a legitimate question now that calls for a yes or no answer. If there is not a yes or no answer, but an explanation that that couches the answer, usually that's not a um, it's not a good sign, you know. That, that that's right. A lie hidden in there. So yeah, that, that's exactly right. <laughs> it's it's amazing. But but you know, I share the same concerns. We share the same concerns because we're watching this uh, lawlessness develop. And and Pastor, I had a source, uh, have a source, but uh, he was connected with DHS uh, a number of years ago, who said that that uh, the left, the progressives, the Marxists, the Obama, the the, Clinton, the Obamas and Clintons, and everyone, they were going to start a civil war, and we reported on this. And of course, you know, it did not happen in 2012. However, the the plans change, or, or the objectives do not change, but the the timing changes. Absolutely, they, they adapt. So. We're seeing this right now, and I think the tinder is so dry. Anything at all could spark something. And what you said, too, about this coming under, for example, martial law uh, to temper the lawlessness under a righteous leader, man, that that would be a – what a setup that would be, you know, to, 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 to have that happen. Well, that – you know, it, 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 you know, when you think in the natural, we'll, we'll, we'll always miss it. We have to look at it, try to look at it through the lens of the Word of God. Like I said, yeah. you know, Paul here at Acts 17 says, God has determined the bounds of their habitation. He's before, the, before already appointed this. And mm -hmm. so they're trying to move those landmarks. And uh, let's face it, you know, if, if Trump does what he says he's going to do, they're not going to set by. You know, they're... You know, I wish somebody would ask Obama in the press the other day, are you going to encourage Donald Trump to run the government like you did with a phone and a pen? They don't have the courage to ask the right questions, see, of course because, you know, that, that don't get you nowhere in his life. That's right. Yeah, it's, it, it, you're exactly right. Um, wow. Well, this has been a an incredible week of, uh, just this explosion of the, these sentiments all across the United States, the dozen or more cities. Of course, we saw a million plus dollars, the two, two million dollars damage in Portland caused by rioters. We're seeing the threats to, uh, shut down or disrupt the inauguration on the 20th of January. And of course, you spoke about the potential for an electoral runaway vote there. Electorate, um, you know, who knows what, what, What's, uh, what's brewing there, but uh, you've got this death grip by the Luciferian powers right now. They don't want to lose power, and I think they're old enough, getting old enough right now and getting toward the end of their tenures 
that they are, you know, more apt to do something maybe 20 years ago they wouldn't have done. And especially with, with the, with the dry tinder that is the country, that is the United States. We're coming up on a break, Pastor, but, uh, uh, I do want to share this with you. I, I read, uh, in, in my morning, uh, reading, I, I, I opened my Bible and I came to Proverbs 28:12. You know, when the righteous triumph, there is great elation, but when the wicked rise to power, people go into hiding. And, uh, I contemplating on that. Interesting. Um, Absolutely, brother. The Word of God is true, not, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, indeed. Not not too far from where we're open the program with uh, tonight. Folks, you're listening to the Hagman and Hagman Report. Very special guest, Pastor David Langford. He's got a ministry that is absolutely worth, uh, deserves your support, thevoiceofevangelism.com. His two books, the book of Jude and uh, Revelation 13 Revealed, boy, the latter, mm-hmm. I learned so much from that book. Uh, folks, go to thevoiceofevangelism.com, thevoiceofevangelism.com. And of course, he's got a weekly radio show right here on BTR. We're going to be right back with more right after this. Stay right where you're at. Wednesday edition of the Hagman and Hagman Report. We are joined with Pastor David Langford from the Voice of Evangelism for the rest of the of the show, and um, talking about we had a, a number of interesting guests today. Uh, Jeremy Wiles was on Rick Wiles' son just before um, Pastor Langford came on to talk about uh, a number of important spiritual issues and spiritual battles that the church faces on a daily basis. Pastor Langford, I want to open this segment by asking you um, a question as to where the Lord is leading you in the post-election atmosphere with Donald Trump, president-elect. We have a few months before Obama uh, is is out of the Oval Office for good. 64 days, but who's counting? <laughs> have you gotten any sense of not only I mean, the overt stuff we see from the media, and the establishment and and satanic elite coming after Trump and organizing these political movements, but uh, the spiritual uh, weaponry that is being formed against them, the spiritual powers that is, uh, you know, trying to oh, yeah, you know, wager influence, yeah. garner influence into the mind of Trump. What type of of uh, spiritual influences, evil spiritual influences, do you think he will be facing as president? Well, he's facing them now. I mean, this this new world order is nothing but satanic. Every everything that we're witnessing is is is, is Luciferian, as your dad well said earlier. Um, there's a Bible verse in Ephesians two and two, where in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. Satan is the prince of the power of the air. Um, Satan has power to create storms. We know that according to Job chapter 1, when this huge wind came from the out of the four corners of the earth and smote his eldest son's house and slew all the children. 
Um, I would not be surprised if this coming spring is one of the greatest outbreaks of tornadoes. Uh, it would shock me one bit if, if it was just one tornado after another because Satan is going to wreak as much havoc as he can. Uh, you know, in Job chapter 1, uh, verse 6, 7 says, There was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came also among them. And the Lord said unto Satan, From whence comest thou? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, From walking to and fro in the earth, and from walking up and down in it. And um, if, I, if I look at that verse, I, I note arrogancy, ruthlessness, murder, you know, incest, you name it. This is what he's doing. And, of course, he's going to try to grow that exponentially here. And that's why we're witnessing more and more lawlessness. All of this, all of this goes hand in hand. And uh, uh, before the election, or right after the election, and before a few days as I was in prayer, I really felt led of the Lord to really start praying for Donald Trump's life. Um, mm. This man needs divine protection, just like I believe Hillary Clinton has had satanic protection. I believe Trump will need divine protection. Um, you know, the devil comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy, John 10.10. 10. And he's going to do everything that he can. And this is why the church cannot become apathetic. we got to continue to pray. We must continue to fast. We must continue to preach the Word of God. We must continue to preach repentance. See, but, but just like with Israel... Every time God gave them a victory, it was just a matter of a few years, and they begin to backslide. You know, uh, Hebrews three seventeen. But with whom was he grieved forty years? Was it not with them who had sinned, whose carcasses fell in the wilderness? They grieved him for forty years. Therefore, he could not let them enter into the promised land, and they wandered around in a place smaller than the size of the state of Texas and never could find their way out. Because God wouldn't suffer them to find their way. He waited that generation completely died out. Mm. And and so now is the time for the church to really uh, put on the whole armor of God and let's go into the heat of the battle, because it's going to be a battle. Victories are not won by sitting on your rump. Victories are won by entering into the battle. And, of course, the battle is the Lord's, but he needs good soldiers. God needs men and women who he can so truly depend upon. You know, we, we, we live in a time when you can't hardly depend upon anybody for anything anymore. You know, it, it's just the way it is in this life. And no, uh, That's true. Yeah. It, it, it's sad, but it's true. Yeah. And uh, we, we really need to stay focused. Second uh, Timothy 2 and 3 says... Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. Now that's 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 military talk, folks. Uh, we're to endure hardness as a good soldier, and and it, it is hard. It's going to get more hard. It's going to get harder, and we can't, as I said lose hope. I've never become hopeless. I've been helpless at times. But it's demanded of us now to pick up 
and really put our feet down because we're gaining ground. This may be a pause. I don't know. I just, I'll not feel good, like I said, till uh, January the 19th about this. In the meantime, I'm going to keep fasting and praying. I'm not going to let up because that's what Satan wants. And that's how we become deceived and we, 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 we backslide. We slide back and we think everything is all right. And it's not. And uh, we, we just need to really yeah. be sober. Peter said in First Peter 5 and 8, be sober. Be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. If Satan can devour you, he will. A lot of these people don't know, but they've done been devoured. Obama's done been devoured. We see the description of Satan as a serpent in the Garden of Eden, but then in the book of Revelation, we witness him as a dragon. Well, how's he grown to that degree? Because he's consuming people. He's consuming souls. He's being energized off of humanity. And uh, he's become stronger and stronger. And he actually believes he can defeat God. That's why he's going to lead this end-time rebellion through humanity against God Almighty. Uh, He won't win, of course. But that doesn't mean there's not going to be a, a tremendous heated battle. Uh, and it's it's going to be a tough battle, folks. I'd, I'd be derelict. I'd be remiss if I said this is going to be easy. This is going to be a cakewalk. This is you're going to keep witnessing more and more separation. I mean, yes. the creme de la creme is coming to the top. And, and I'm, I'm I shouldn't say I'm amazed, but but as I witness the divisions, you know, it's it kind of like hitting a. a a window pane or a windshield with a, a crowbar. It's not just one crack. It's cracks that spread like a, uh, you know, like a spider web or like a, uh, you know, center of a cluster that goes out. It, we're, we're seeing right now the divisiveness between the, the, uh, the haves and the have nots or there's economic divisiveness. There's racial, uh, you know, problems. There's, um, every, Every difference uh, be, between the population in America is being exploited and exacerbated, not just by the powers, but by the press. And even the foot soldiers out there, the useful idiots, the ones carrying the um, uh, the rocks and the clubs out there in Portland and Chicago, Miami and Los Angeles, doing the bidding of, of being the cannon fodder, of the globalists, they're so delusional and deluded, and and it's it just I, I'm what I'm witnessing, uh, and and Pastor, I'm sure you you recall the '60s, late '60s and early '70s. Not that I want to date you or I, but um, this this has got a different feel to it. Oh yeah, um, man, it's well, it, uh, you know, I call them in that book, the Book of Jude. I, I call them spiritual membranes. Mm, and that's we're, right. We're, we're pressing through these membranes. And each time you press through a membrane, you get into another level, another sphere, spiritually. And, uh, boy, the, the, the membranes are being broken. And, yeah. uh, and each time you pass through a, a membrane, that's, again, what I began the program with tonight. God has set boundaries. Once you, you know, you pass that boundary, you have pressed through a spiritual membrane of sorts. 
This is all. This is all in the spirit. It's it, there's a degree of it in the natural globalism. It, there's a, you know doing away with nations and and boundaries, but it's everything first is is birth in the spirit world, and then it's manifest in the natural. You know, it's just like Abraham and Sarah. God said, you know, you're going to have a baby. She's ninety. He's a hundred. Okay, it's in, it's impossible. But he said, I will restore unto thee or return unto thee the time of life. He said that twice in Genesis 18. So he totally revamped their bodies. He revamped her body to the degree. I mean, you think about it. She's 90 years old. God had to totally revamp her mammary gland so she could nurse. I mean, her bone structure physically, her womb, her uterus, everything. I mean, God had to do all sorts of work. You know, a lot more, a lot more work for her than it would have been for Abraham. But my point is, God did this. Because he is God. And, and, and so God has the ability to step out of the bounds of the, the normal when he desires. He doesn't do that for lawlessness. It's, it's always for the good. But these men are doing it because they're evil, you see. Mm-hmm. And so it's always manifested in the spirit first. God spoke the word first. And then the results was a, a year later. Well, there were things that's been happening, you know, under this administration. The seeds are sown. It's just like uh, Matthew chapter 13. You, the enemy came in, and he sowed the tares among the wheat. And uh, then when they began to come up, it was evident. When, 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 the, when the, the, the tares began to grow, and, of course, the disciples said, you know, well, let us go out here and pluck them up. He said, no, while you're gathering up the tares, you may root up that which is wheat, the good stuff. But they they asked him, they said, who done this? How did this happen? He said, while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat, and he went his way. Now, the, 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 the message there is, but while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat. Mm. We get in this situation by spiritual sleep. Uh, Ephesians 5 and 14, wherefore he slept, Awake thou that sleepest and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. We're spiritually asleep. I got a letter from a lady last week, I believe it was, and uh a particular Presbyterian church, the pastor, regretfully, uh, was a woman pastor, and her family had visited Scotland. And they came back, you know, and then on Sunday they're showing pictures of the trip. Uh, but then what, they, what she had also done, she put a bottle of Scottish liquor in the vestibule with cups and was encouraging everybody to take a drink of liquor before they came in the sanctuary. And I'm thinking, is that preparing for the presence of God, or is that preparing for a nightclub environment? It, 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 I, I can't believe what's happening. And this, this is this is somebody that's supposed to be a, a a woman pastor. That's how you lead the flock of God. Wow. No, that's because the church is asleep, and they've let the enemy get into the pulpit. Sure. See, and, and and this is why we've got the stuff going on. We've got going on in America. Exactly. And, and you and you you have uh, so many times 
uh, pointed out that the church has the church leaders have been absent a wall uh, or or in even worse cases you know facilitating uh, their own demise and, and the demise of the body of the ch- of the church itself and we lack the leadership in especially in the West uh, we we lack the leadership within the church the necessary leadership in order to fight the Luciferian agenda, the agenda that we all face, and it's incremental, and it's to me, Pastor, I, I don't know, I'm looking at this and I'm seeing um, the incremental nature in which we are being hit with the um, with, the, with the lawlessness, with the immorality in all of this combined. And now we're giving a reprieve, we're, we're given a reprieve, perhaps, um, where we, we now have to take a stand, and I, I shudder to think if we don't, as Christian men, stand up and say, okay, this is our opportunity right now to, to right a lot of wrongs, uh, to, to stand in the gap, and to be the salt for the church, for our children, for the sake of uh, our legacy, then I don't think we're going to have another chance. No, there's there's, yeah. there's no way. I, I You know... I think this is the beginning of the end in in the sense that here from here on out it's going to be grievous. Uh I, I do believe God is going to give a revival, but as I said, it always comes with a great cost. The 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 the, the precious things of God do not come cheap. And that was the problem with Judas's chariot when Mary broke that alabaster box and that ointment. In John chapter 12, it said the odor, the perfume, it filled all the house. He said, hey, we could have took that and sold that and got 300 pence. You know, yeah. and uh, he was all in it for the money, of course, like a lot of other preachers in it for the money. But that uh, that ointment was expensive. It was a cost, the Bible said it was a costly ointment. And, 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 the, and the spiritual things of God do not come cheap. And the problem is the preachers have cheapened the grace of God. They've cheapened everything as far as that goes. But the true riches of Christ are are, are costly, and they don't come cheap. Nothing nothing in the kingdom of God comes cheap. Uh, But yes, this was a costly ointment, and uh, but that was the mindset of, of Judas. And that, you know, well, we'll just, we, we could have took this and we could have sold it. But, of course, his heart was evil. But um, uh, Matthew 11 and 12 says that from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffereth violent, violence, and the violent take it by force. Uh, we're going to suffer. We're going to suffer. And what we get it's going to be taken by spiritual violence. You know, it's a, it's a warfare. And it's not with two-by-fours and shotguns and, you know, AR-15s. It's, it's by prayer. It's by fasting. And I believe that's why God has given us a reprieve. God has heard the cries and the prayers of the righteous. He's seen the sacrifice. Uh, you guys have done a great job in trying to to advocate and appropriate the gospel around the world yourselves in truthfulness and in righteousness. And, and, and now God says, I'm going to reward you, but there's a cost for that. You know, uh, when Israel, it was time for their deliverance in Exodus chapter 2 verse, and chapter 2 and chapter 3, God first arrested Moses by the burning bush and said, hey, your people, 
which was his people, even though he was raised by Pharaoh's daughter. You know, he said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people which are in Egypt and have heard their cry by reason of their taskmaster. I know their sorrows and I am come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians. Well, buddy, it was on. It was on. And uh, it got worse. You know, they, they even uh, were upset with Moses. You know, after Moses first went in there and encountered Pharaoh, you know, uh, he, Moses came out, and the people said, "My God, you've made it worse on us." You know, the, he said, you, "You got all this idle time. You're going to keep making the same number of bricks, and you're going to get your own straw." You know, it, it got worse before it got better, and uh, and that's what we're going to witness. If if this, and I'm like Gamaliel, if this is a move and a work of God, it will not be stopped, but it will be costly. It, it, it will cost us. Uh, and it will cost some of us, no doubt, our lives. God will be the one to determine uh, those, how their lives might be given. Uh, you know, Daniel was thrown in a, a den of lions, and God protected him. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were thrown in the fiery furnace. God protected them. Uh, God can protect or God can allow us uh, uh, to suffer a, a, a martyr's death. I don't know. That, that's, that's God's decision. That's God's, again, his before appointed uh, predestination and election uh, regarding these matters. But we, you know, cannot live in fear. We've got to keep, you know, praying. We've got to keep crying aloud, sparing not, and be faithful. Uh, that's that's why the word, you know, apostasy, the, 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 the root word, the middle of the word is post. People lo- leave their post. And uh, we, we can't afford to leave our post right now because we're in a, we're getting ready to get into a real battle. And like I said, I think it will come because of righteousness. When Jesus was born, Herod told the Magi, come back and give me word where he is. And of course, God gave them a a dream. They went another way. He perceived he had been mocked. So he goes down and he, he kills every baby two years old and younger. Every time God does something, the devil... It does not set by and and just let it let it let it go on. He 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 creates an atmosphere of hostilities, and he seeks again, as I said, to kill, to steal, and to destroy. And uh, so uh, then we went. You know, Jesus, we don't hear of, of him until we hear his words uh, in Luke two forty nine. I must be about my father's business, and uh, then we don't hear from him for till he's thirty years of age. Uh, so there's a time of, of, of silence there until he begins his ministry. Luke three twenty three, he began his ministry at about the age of thirty, uh, according to Levitical law. So he was thirty years old when he began that. But uh, yeah, when uh, when Jesus was born, uh, uh, Herod, uh, you know, he 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 perceived he had been mocked, and so he he went out to kill all the children uh, two years and younger. So. Don't think there's not going to be a great battle in this. There, there's there's going to be a great battle, but with the great the greater the battle, uh, the greater the victory. And I'm looking for great victories in the coming days. Amen. Well, well, Pastor, that's what we have to look forward to. Absolutely, and, and we are so thankful for your gift of time this week. You know, I, I'll tell you what, folks. Pastor David Langford is one of the hardest working men I know. Uh, and one of the most fervent, uh, prayer warriors I know, and certainly, uh, prayer and fasting is what he does. Um, 
I just can't can't thank you enough for your gift of time, and I would urge everyone to go to thevoiceofevangelism.com. And uh, Pastor Langford has got two books, the Book of Jude and the Book of uh, or Revelation 13 Revealed. Both books are excellent. You've got audio uh, files for uh, in, in your store as well. Um, you, you've just in your newsletter, that last newsletter for November. If you read it again, it was written pre-election, I believe. Yeah, it was written yes. pre-election because we. And if you read it now, it's even more um, relevant <laughs> than it was before before the day of the election. So uh, we just want to say thank you for your gracious gift of time on, on a weekly basis. Thank you. Because we we know it's short, or you know we know you're busy. Um, you know, but 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 thank you, Pastor. And we've got about a minute left. Uh, we don't want to uh, drag this out. But uh, any closing comments here in the final minute or so that uh, you, you care to share? I, I just want to encourage the people to, to remain steadfast and faithful. And uh, God will God will help you. Uh, he's always faithful. He said, "I'll never leave you. I will never forsake you. But I'll be with you always, even unto the end of the world." Hey, can I give out a cell phone number for this revival? Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday oh, morning. Yeah, I want to ask you about that. Absolutely, yes. It yes. slipped my mind. It's eight two eight two eight nine four six five nine. Again, that's eight two eight two eight nine four six five nine. I'll be with my brother. He pastors a. A small church, Rutherford Church of God in Ellenboro, North Carolina. And if they'll call that number, he'll give them all the information, and we'll be there Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday morning, ministering the Word of God. Love to see some people in the area come visit and be with us. You know what? We are going to, again, put this up uh, or re-up it on HagmanReport.com. I've got all of the information. It's this weekend, Pastor David Langford. Um, and uh, yes, you've got uh, Saturday night uh, or Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday morning. Yes, sir. And, uh, uh, and folks, if you're anywhere from Atlanta, Georgia to uh, Washington D.C., attend uh, attend the Rutherford uh, Church. I, I don't have the note in front of me here; it's in my office, and I, I'm so sorry I forgot about it. But that, uh, that's that's perfectly all right. Just if they'll just call that number, my brother will give them all the information that they need, and uh, hopefully we'll see some of the people there and have a wonderful time in, in worship. Okay, one more time. It's 828-289-4659. That's it, friend. All right. Thank you so much. God bless you all, and and, and we always enjoy being with you, gentlemen. All right. God bless you. God bless you. Folks, uh, that was Pastor David Langford. And, and uh, don't forget, yes, he's got uh, that revival, or the the preaching at... and I'm so sorry. Uh, we we talked about this last time he was on, but we're going to put it back up. Uh, the, uh, the this coming Friday, boy, that that went quick. I mean, that, that came up quick. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. If you're anywhere in the North Carolina, South Carolina area, and if you've never seen Pastor Langford or been with Pastor Langford uh, as he's preached and as he's uh, been in fellowship, you're going to want to definitely call and. Uh, let them know you're coming. The phone number is 828-289-4659. But, folks, Excellent. yeah. And uh, just a quick announcement. <coughs> Excuse me. Tomorrow we have Paul McGuire. He will be our guest in the first hour. Yep. He's going to be giving us his thoughts on the post-election violence and atmosphere, and as well as his thoughts on where we need to go from here, both spiritually and politically, and then we will be joined by Pastor Mike Spaulding, and we're going to touch on a number of is- issues, um, and uh, 
Pastor Mike and I had exchanged emails today, and let's just say that it's going to be a uh, a fascinating show, as well as uh, we're going to be hitting on a number of spiritual issues that uh, a lot of our audience has asked questions about. And uh, it's going to be a right. great show tomorrow. And, yeah, and, and Paul's going to come come on. Paul's got some interesting thoughts. Remember when he was talking about, you know, he, could, he saw revival all across the land. This is part of it. But he's also, there's a second part that you may not know. So definitely tune in tomorrow night, uh, Paul McGuire, uh, for, for the first hour. Uh, folks, be careful uh, because we've got, we, right now, I, I believe a very perilous time in American history, in world history, and we are facing a very formidable enemy. The enemy has been cornered; they have been seemingly stripped from of their power. Yet they've still they're still going they're still holding on to that power now for uh, for another sixty four days in the executive branch, and of course, I think what is a two weeks shorter uh, for the uh, legislative branch. But nonetheless, they're fighting to keep that power. And when I say fighting, you're looking at... Look at the concession speech images of Clinton. Look at the purple. Think color revolution. Behind that purple is the color revolution. What what was done in Ukraine is taking place in America as we speak. It's a color revolution. The foot soldiers are the useful idiots out there with the bats and the violence. And uh, But the greater threat, I believe the more formidable threat, are the power brokers in the basements, the halls, the studies, the libraries, the mansions of the globalists. That's what's taking place. Join us, uh, folks, tomorrow night. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel, please. Please, we beg of you. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Also, join us on social networking, Hagman Report on Facebook, Douglas Hagman on Facebook. And Joe Hagman on Twitter. There you go. Joe Hagman on Twitter. Doug Hagman on Twitter. Real Tech Eric on Twitter. And Real Tech Eric. Hey, the Real Tech Eric is is over there sobbing. He's i got to give him Play-Doh, okay? Because you know why? Because you got to follow him, or else I am giving Play-Doh. See you tomorrow night.